RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Saturday Night Livestream. Joining us tonight is uh, someone who, in the Patriot community, I believe needs no introduction, but it is Miss Tina Peters. You know, Tina is one of those rare public servants who actually took her job seriously, and we can see what the state of Colorado and Jenna Griswold have done to her as a result of that. But she is also someone of incredible resolve, and I don't think that she's going to let anything stop her. Uh, and so we're going to be speaking with her tonight about everything that's happened since the 2020 election, the recent race that uh, she just went through for Secretary of State in Colorado, also the current case that is ongoing, and I'm sure plenty more. So do me a favor, don't forget to like and share the broadcast. Help us by putting it out there on your favorite social media platform. You can share my post on Truth Social or Gab or Getter. You can post it yourself. Also, it's over there on Telegram, official Red Pill 78 channel. Also, you can always hit the plus sign on Rumble. Send some gold pills or red pills over there on the foxhole. Certainly do appreciate the support. All right, without further ado, sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn, because we're going to be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us, and please join me in welcoming our guest for this evening, Miss Tina Peters. Tina, how are you tonight? Hi, Zach. Hey, you know, we just, as patriots, we just keep going, right? Absolutely. Well, we don't really have much of a choice at the end of the day. You know, I've had a lot of people over the course of the last few years just kind of get fed up, throw their hands up in the air and say, you know, I don't know how much more of this I can take. But at the end of the day, I always say, you know, I mean, what choice do we have? It's either we save our country or we die trying. And I mean, there's really nothing in between. That's right. That's right. Now more than ever, it's time for people to press in. And I've been traveling around telling people that you have to get out and and let people know what's going on because there's so many people that are still asleep, as you know, Zach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's the situation could not be more dire. I, I mean, especially as we get close to the midterm elections, you know, I, I think a lot of people are kind of waiting with bated breath to determine, you know, what's going to happen. Um, in my, and I'd actually like to get your thoughts on this, Tina. You know, the 2020 election was one thing. I mean, that's a federal election, presidential election. They really only needed to steal one particular race in order to put us into the mess that we're in right now. But looking at how many races we have across the nation, you know, good America first patriots that are running for office, people who have never run before, people who are not interested in politics, but realized that they heard that call. They needed to get out there and do that. I just I don't think it's possible for them to steal every single election in every single state. You know, it's not where they just need five states to make sure they have enough electoral votes. 
What do you think is going to happen here in the midterms? Do you think we're going to be able to pull this through? You know, it's interesting because um, I'm with a group of America First candidates from all over the country. And because we do communicate regularly, we're able to see some patterns going on, Zach. Some of them are, uh, if you know, uh, candidates have been approached and said and, and told, if you just don't say anything about the election, we will get you over the finish line. And of course, that's been very offensive to those of us yeah. that are transparent. And so, you know, there are one and, and people, I, I tell people, I say, they say, well, who should I vote for? I said, you need to vote for people that if you ask them about the election, that they haven't already compromised. Because I believe that if if you're going to compromise before you're elected, you know, then you're going to compromise after. And so that's what's going on. But as far as the the elections, you know, I'm concerned. I, I think we need to continue to get out and vote. You know, I've been on several. I think this is my third, um, uh, co- you know, conference today. And I just keep warning people, get out there, get involved, become informed, you know, tune into your channel, look at your past interviews, look at, uh, you know, Frank's speech, Lindell TV, get your, your information from trusted sources, not from the mainstream media and become informed. If you, if, if, if people aren't informed, they can't go and spread the word and inform other people. So I think it's important that we, um, that first of all, we do that. Second of all, we vote, we volunteer, uh, and we know how they're cheating. Because if you know how you're cheating, uh, then or how they're cheating, then you can you can intervene and be watching for that and letting them know you're watching. Absolutely, you know, and and a lot of their uh, tactics are kind of based upon the idea that there's going to be you know, a certain number of people uh, that are going to be coming out to vote. They're kind of counting that a a, a large portion of people are just going to stay home and just kind of believe what the mainstream media is saying. But if we're actually working at the polls, if as many of us as possible, I mean, uh, preferably every single registered Republican voter in America would get out there on Election Day. But I realize that's maybe a little bit too much to ask. But more than anything, us working at the polls, us being in the count rooms, actually watching what happens in, in those those quiet moments when they're anticipating that only Democrats are going to be the ones that are volunteering. Those are ones that I think are the most important. And, you know, it's interesting. It's not just Democrat and Republican. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's the, that's the alarm I keep sounding is we're having a lot of Democrats that that don't like what's going on that are coming over to the Republican side. And then we have Republicans that are installed that are actually, I was talking with uh, uh, Christina Caramo in, in, um, uh, you know, today, and as far as she's got Jocelyn Benson, who I say is the twin sister of, of Griswold and all the, all the criminal acts that these women and these people are committing and it's turning off a lot of Democrats and they're coming over uh, to the Republican side. And um, you know, what we realize is it's a, it's a uniparty. It is the globalist. It's the Marxist. They fooled us for a long time to pit us one against the other. And uh, for those that haven't watched the selection code, you can see that, you know, sometimes it's the Democrats winning. Sometimes it's the Republicans winning. And, but these are the chosen people that they're installing. And when these selections reach all the way down as it did, as it's doing in, uh, in most cases to city council elections, mm-hmm. to school board elections, you know that they've been busy, really busy installing people. Um, 
I think you're totally right. You know, I mean, as as distressing as it is, uh, I mean, it's quite obvious that the reason we have this problem and the reason that it persists is because it is a uniparty issue. I mean, both Democrats and Republicans are benefiting from the inherent flaws that are built into these machines that allow for the cheating, the selections to take place. You know, and quite often uh, for me, I don't know about anybody else out there, you know, but when I'm talking about Democrats and Republicans, I'm really talking about the rank and file. You know, I mean, we've got people of America and then we have elites by and large that have been running in elections and winning. And occasionally we get people like yourself who actually get elected. And hopefully in November, we're going to have a whole bunch of America first patriots that actually win their elections. And at that point, you know, maybe we'll have a real opportunity to address the issues head on, get rid of the electronic voting machines altogether, and then move to a simpler and more secure form of elections here in America. We need to go back in order to look forward, I think. That's right. That's right. You know, these these machines are programmed with enough uh, software to run the space shuttle, mm-hmm. and they should only be just a, a tabulator, just a copier and a, and, and a tabulator that tabulates how many ovals uh, for which candidate. And there's so much more than that, as we've found. So let's go back to 2020, um, because I, when watching Selection Code recently at the Moment of Truth Summit, you know, there were some things that uh, that I saw you say that I heard you talk about that I don't know that I had specifically heard you uh, actually speaking about in such a manner before. I mean, it was really raw. And I suggest that anybody out there who has not had the opportunity to watch Selection Code, that you you definitely go to uh, Mike Lindell's uh, Frank speech and, and, and take a listen and, and, you know, actually watch it because it's... It's really, really good. Uh, And I think that everybody needs to have it on their playlist if they haven't. But, you know, what was it that you saw initially that really turned your head and made you say, I have to do something about this? I I can't just allow this to slide. That was a very difficult movie to make. I'll have to tell you, that was a very, very difficult movie to make because this, um, you know, when you have a, you know, in my case, I'm a 67 year old grandmother. And, uh, you know, I don't have any criminal past. Um, All I wanted to do was reduce wait times in the motor vehicle department from three and a half to four hours down to what they are today um, and do good things for the people of my county. And, um, you know, it was after the 2020 election there, you know, I've heard all across the United States, but like I said, the movie, I, I didn't think it happened there. It was it was the secrecy of the secretary of state. It was the uh, you know, when I I was always very transparent, come see all of our processes, come see what we do here. Um, When there were questions that I could that I could not answer. And then the secrecy for a simple what they call the simple software update. I started getting very suspicious and especially after the April 6th municipal election when I knew these people did not win. And, and, and there were one, there were, uh, there was one candidate who knew the results 30 minutes before, uh, before the, uh, the actual totals. So I released the total. So that's, it was that. And then it was the secrecy. And then it was the bullying by the secretary of state. You know, I mean, having been a business owner for 32 years, you, you know, I, I am, uh, I'm one that, excuse me, um, that, you know, questions things. I don't just go along with, you know, it's okay, you know, just, you know, pat me on the head and send me away. It's like, you know, we've got some real concerns and that's what happened. And what I did was not illegal. And what has happened since 
if they had just ignored it, let it go away. But when you have Merrick Garland coming down from the very beginning on me uh, in a small town like Mesa County, you know, you, you go, wow. You know, if it, 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 there, we have uncovered the belly of this beast and they are coming, they're coming after me. So um, I'll let you. Uh, well, it's, it's quite obvious. I, I mean, that you, you, you hit the nail on the head. Okay. You're really ruffled some feathers. What you uncovered, what you came to the press about, what you tried to raise awareness about. I mean, it kind of peeled back the curtain and showed uh, what they were hiding and why it was so important. And in such a small way, you know, like you said, you were just looking to do the right thing and you had the opportunity to expose the entire machine. And if that was to be exposed in Mesa County, then it was exposed in the state of Colorado and it was exposed all across the United States of America. So they had to come down on you as hard as they have. What what have they charged you with, Tina? I know that there's like seven felonies they're trying to go after you for. There's seven felonies, three misdemeanors. They're basing their whole case on me because what I did was not illegal. Mm-hmm. Uh, making an image of a computer uh, was not illegal. And in fact, it is written in the Colorado Revised Statute that access and audit logs, the 29,000 that they deleted, it is my job to preserve them. Mm-hmm. So, and also it says that in, in the, uh, uh, in the law that there, these, these uh, machines have to be in a standalone fashion. They can't be connected to the internet, nor have the capability of being connected to the internet. And when I'm watching these guys do this trusted build and I look up and I go, well, wait a minute, that says wireless enabled. What is, you know, what, what's that about? And he says, oh, well, uh, we can access it, but you can't. And I had no idea until the uh, until the uh, uh, Secretary of State Jenna Griswold told everybody in a press conference that there were secret passwords that were revealed. I was just I was just you know my my um, IT guy, my cyber guy that was going to do the image wasn't there yet. I'm you know recording what they're doing because you know they're working fast and furious. The guy that was that was from the Secretary of State's office was sweating. He was nervous. He was dropping things. Um, I was suspicious. I was very suspicious on what they were doing. And a software update that takes a day and a half, um, you know, it was just too much, Zach, too much. It was, it was too um, suspicious. Now, the issue with the passwords being released, Jenna Griswold, explain that to us, because, you know, that seemed very strange to me. I couldn't understand, you know, why someone in your position would do that. And then on top of that, not believing what Jenna Griswold was saying, you know, I just tried to rationalize to myself, you know, why is she coming out and making these claims against Tina? Well, you know, it's interesting. I made no secret whatsoever that I was taking pictures and recording this. You know, I turned the cameras off because we're only, this was not election. We turned the cameras on 30 days before an election, 60 days after election. I had said to IT to turn them back on August, I believe it was August 3rd, which was still uh, 30 days before I, I needed to turn them on for the November election. And so it was not a big deal. They made this a big deal, like, oh, something nefarious is going on. She turned up, but here I am recording, you know. Um, and, and taking pictures of what they're doing to show the IT guy, because uh, I don't know computers. Sure. And, you know, I don't I don't know that what they're up there are, are passwords. I had no idea. No idea there were secret passwords. I thought 
that our uh, that you know our election department and we lock them up were the only passwords available to the system. And when you think about a secretary of state as liberal and as radical as Jenna Griswold and Dominion voting system having passwords to our election equipment and there's 36 wireless devices, you know, it, during during the election, the primary election, uh, at, you know, for my secretary of state race at at 1130 at night, they were transferring votes for one, from one candidate to another. And and the people in the elections office had left at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Then, then when we made a big stink out of it the next day, they transferred them back over. These, you know, they, you, you would have to be blind to think that they're not manipulating the people's vote. And then, you know, when we get to where we were talking about how they cheated my race mm-hmm. and other races using and, and and as it's going that night, I'm going, this is a classic Mesa County report number three. I mean, it was so obvious what they were doing. So and they want me to shut up. They want me to shut up. They want to villainize me and make me the, the, uh, they're coming after me. They're coming after me with a, with a federal grand jury now, Zach. Oh, good God. Yeah. So where, where do you stand with the trial that's ongoing currently? Okay. So the state trial will be March 3rd. And um, that is based on an, on an indictment. And, and, you know, people need to understand that, you know, lawyers will always say you can indict a ham sandwich. Right. So an indictment is not a proof of guilt. An indictment is the prosecutor's side only. They don't let both sides be heard in a grand jury uh, trial and investigation. Mm-hmm. So they want to bring they want to bring all the dirt, everything they can make up to convince a, a grand jury to put forth an indictment, but it's never based on the other sides uh, on both sides of, of the story. So, um, so that is the seven felonies have to do with a uh, stolen identity impersonation. Uh, you know, it, just, it, it all, it all stems from the testimony of Gerald Wood. And Gerald Wood is the person. So, um, and this is out now, so I can, I can talk about it. And I'm very transparent. I mean, I don't, you know, I told my, my uh, um, chief deputy and my elections manager, I said, just tell the truth. I said, we would have to lie to give them what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, just tell the truth. This, we were concerned. This is what happened. We made an image. It was perfectly legal to do so. So this gentleman, Gerald Wood, stepped up. And said he would be, you know, he was happy to help with uh, do his thing for the country. Well, the, he but he didn't know how to do an image. He didn't know how to do a backup image. So we, um, uh, so there was there was a gentleman that had that was a high level top hat um, um, forensic cyber uh, expert, and he had agreed to come in and do the image. The problem with it, what were two things? He had, uh, but he had just exposed a very, uh, a very high-profile, large organization that was an anti-trafficking organization called Backpage. Mm-hmm. He had asked me. He said, "If you will keep my uh, my identity secret," because at that point he had just it had just gone down. It was pretty raw, you know. And I'm sh- and these guys are not; they don't play nice. Sure. Uh, these these human traffickers. And I agreed to do that. 
Well, at the same time, on the other side is Jenna Griswold saying, you can't have any of the public in, because I'd ask to have the public in, I'd ask to have the press in. You know, we always did that. We did that for the logic and accuracy test. Before an election, we would post up seven days in advance. This is going on to the community. Come see what we're doing. Um, you know, and then the the um, the risk limiting audit after the election. This wasn't even during an election. This was during a so-called trusted build software update. And um, it, there shouldn't been that level of secrecy. Uh, she said I could have two employees there. Well, we didn't have him to be able to come in and go and for me to get a badge. And I, and you know what, thinking back, you always think back, what would I have done differently? Mm-hmm. As the clerk and recorder, I can have, the, the law says that I can have anyone in there that I want to, as long as they're accompanied by someone with a, uh, a background check. And do you know what our background check is in our elections department? Please tell. <laughs> it's a $5, five minute Colorado Bureau of Investigation, CBI check, that just says if the person has a felony or not. It's okay. not a background check. It's it's just to check to see if they have a felony. It takes five minutes and it costs me five dollars. Um, so so this gentleman, you know, volunteered to do that to make Jenna Griswold happy for to be an employee type of person. We have vendors come in all the time, Zach. You know, when I took over that office, there was badge number one, badge number two, uh, uh, vendor badge number three. Didn't even have names on them, hmm. you know, and, and I stopped all that. I said, I want to know where all these badges are. We're, we're, we're deactivating them and that sort of thing. So, you know, if, if I could have had him in there, the only thing is the secretary of state had sent an email because she was so paranoid about this, about people knowing what she was doing. She sent out an email that said, if when we get there, if there are people other than the, other than the, the employees, in my case, it was two employees. In other counties, you could have eight um, and myself. If anyone other than the employees that you have said are going to be there. So we had to let them know five days in advance what employees were going to be there for this trusted bill. So Gerald Wood stepped up and said, I will do this for my country. I will give my name. And I will go get the badge and you can use that. So that's exactly how that went down. And um, and so, uh, but in this email, she said, if when we get there, when Dominion Voting Systems and the Secretary of State employees get there, if there's anybody in the room that's not on this list, we will turn around, we will leave, and you will have to ship your equipment to us hmm. for us to do the trusted build at your cost. And then turn around when we're done and ship it back. And I thought, there is no way I'm letting this election equipment leave and get into this criminal's hands. So that's how that went down. And and so I'm being the whole indictment because we found out later uh, that this man, who his um, his attorney was uh, was best friends with this crooked DA, and he had got him to flip on me. And say that I had stolen his identity, uh, you know, and, I, and criminal impersonation and all these kinds of things. That's that's what the indictment's about. And then get this. This gentleman, Gerald Wood, was at the symposium when all this broke. He sat in for hours with me and my two attorneys. Um, and then he flew, flew back to Grand Junction to Mesa County on Mike Lindell's plane. 
Mike Lindell paid for his, I mean, talked to all the people, told them how, how grateful he was. He talked to all the cyber experts at the symposium. And then he pretends like, well, I was hoping to do work with Tina. And then she took my badge and never called me again. It's just, it's craziness. This was, this was one of the most shocking things for me to hear in Selection Code, because, I mean, it means that virtually the entirety of this indictment against you is a complete fiction. It's completely made up. And I, I just, I knowing the deep-rooted connection that this man had to everything that was going on in a positive way, knowing that he flipped and is telling this lie, and in, in you may end up in some serious trouble as a result of it. I mean, that's just, that's horrific. It, it, you're at the mercy of someone who is being completely dishonest. And, you know, so my question is, you know, how are we going to prove, or can you, I don't know if you can talk about that. I mean, because this is probably going to deal with your defense, but is there a way that we can prove that what he's saying didn't actually happen. I mean, is, is there anything that we can put out there or that we can present to show that he's lying? Well, there were plenty of witnesses there. Okay. There were plenty of witnesses that were on the plane with him. Uh, Joe Altman was on the plane with him and he was bragging to Joe Altman about how, how he was so proud to be doing this for his country and, and all of this. So, you know, and, and, um, uh, Mike Lindell was paying for his attorney, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, Mike Lindell is a patriot. He yes. has spent $35 million of his own money to uh, to protect the integrity of our elections, to expose the problems so they can be fixed with these elections. And here this man turns around and, and changes his story. You know, who knows what he was promised or who knows what he was threatened with and, That's, uh, that was my next question. You know, I mean, yeah. like, what possibly could they have done to him? I mean, either yeah. by by promising, you know, wealth, riches, or you know, who, who knows what, or by threatening to to put him in prison. I mean, if he, so I mean, this is an officially sanctioned activity that you, as the Mesa County Clerk and Recorder, have the legal right and responsibility to do, right. and you are bringing him in, making him part of the team. It's official. All right. And, uh, you know, who better to do it than somebody with his credentials? You know, so perhaps they might have threatened him or his family or uh, something like that. I don't know. Uh, Hopefully he'll end up testifying uh, in the trial and uh, perhaps he can perjure himself a little bit more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then there's a federal. So that's March 3rd. Mm -hmm. Then there, uh, as as most of your viewers know, uh, they just took the cell phone of uh, Mike Lindell and Dr. Doug Frank. And they want to, all because of this Mesa County, what they're calling a breach. There was no breach. Mm -hmm. There was nothing changed unless they have, unless they, they're the ones that have changed in these settings. You don't have to change settings to do, to make a forensic image. It's just a picture, Mm -hmm. you know, just a moment frozen in time. And uh, that was before and after, Um, you know, they're not beyond framing someone, I'm sure, you know, framing, uh, you know, to get their narrative across. But then again, we'll do another forensic image Mm -hmm. and see what time and date those changes that they're trying to say were made. Um, You know, they've done a lot with trying to taint the jury pool. Uh, There's been uh, close to 500 articles in my town written negatively about me above the fold. You know, the DA is in on it, the judges, the, this, this 
uh, uh, Polis appointed, uh, Governor Polis, the one that just passed the egregious, you know, let's kill a baby up until mm-hmm. the time of birth bill uh, or law and let's consolidate all the elections away from the 64 county clerks into the hands of the Secretary of State. Um, and he has appointed the judge who is restricting me from even as of late going to visit my late son's grave at Fort mm. Rosecrans in uh, in Point Loma. You know, I'm a gold star mom. I lost my son in 2017, Navy SEAL, served this country. You know, we come from a long line of patriots. Uh, every man in our family has been, um, has served this country and, uh, and some women. And for this to be the state of affairs, you know, what, what have we come to? It's disgusting. Uh, under what rationale can he say that you can't go visit your son's grave? That I'm a flight risk because I have access <laughs> because I have three attorneys and access to a private plane. And when I wanted to go to the to the viewing, I was going to go see my mom and my daughter. My not my mom's 93 years old. You know, what she said the other day to my daughter, mm. she said, I hope to get to see my my I hope to get to see Tina before I die. Oh, gosh. My dad, when they put me in, in jail, my dad um, died that night oh. while I was in jail. This So upcoming is his funeral, and we'll see if they keep me from going there. But they didn't let me go see my mother. They didn't let me go see my daughter, my granddaughter. Um, they didn't let me go see my son's grave. They they will not let me go because they don't agree. I was supposed to be in Arkansas today in person, speaking at an election integrity conference. I was supposed to be in Portland, Oregon. I was supposed to be in in Nevada many times, in Arizona. Um, And listen to this. I was at a, surrounded by law enforcement. I was in Las Vegas at a uh, constitutional sheriff and peace officers association conference speaking with Sheriff Mack and all these wonderful patriots, right? Mm -hmm. The judge pulls my 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 uh, uh, travel orders me home and issues a arrest warrant for me. I had to go. Uh, I had to go post post bond again. Uh, I thought I was going to be arrested at the airport. Mm. Uh, had to had to stay with my attorney uh, until he could arrange uh, a hearing. And then right after that, I sent a, a email, a blanket email, to all the clerks in Colorado and election staff, saying I was going to. Uh, I was going to do a, a hand a hand recount of my race. And because one of them went to one of the employees in my office, they issued another arrest warrant, said I had violated my my uh, my bond. So um, the the things they're doing, you know, and for them to kick me out of my office, completely kick me out. I'm an elected official. Mm-hmm. The only way you can take an elected official out of your off out of their office is by a recall of the people. Whoever the people vote for, it takes the people to take them out. So these are lawless. They're, they're lawbreakers. They are um, corrupt. It's criminal. Elected. And this is what happens when people are selected and not elected. And we're seeing it all over the country. So, Tina, what's the response been from the people that you represent? I mean, I've seen all of the negative coverage. You know, I mean, just in trying to do prep for the shows that we've done together, I mean, it's almost impossible to find anything in the first 20 pages on any search engine that isn't written from a completely biased perspective into what happened to you. Right. 
Right. Well, um, the people, the patriots, you know, know that it's, it, you know, none of it's true. Unfortunately, the mainstream media, the people that are still watching the mainstream media, uh, which is owned by six people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, w- that's not factual. Uh, the mockingbird media that are told what to print and what to say, uh, you know, we've, we've got to get the truth out there, Zach. And, and you do such a great job of that. Thank you. Uh, and there's others. Uh, you know, that's, that's where I'm at right now. That is my main thrust right now, Zach, is we have to, we have to let people know what's going on. Um, you know, I've told people, I said, get this movie and have, uh, have home parties, you know, invite your friends over, send the link, you know, put, uh, put it out, put shows like this out to your friends, your family. This is an urgency that we can't even underestimate. I mean, uh, Governor DeSantis, his, uh, his uh, elections person was just, was just, in my opinion, murdered, you know? Um, oh I gosh, know I didn't, I, I didn't even know. Yeah, that. I don't know how many people, so you can, um, uh, yeah, they was, uh, they were, let's see, it was um, Florida election crimes chief dies, issued dire warning weeks before death. And that's uh, that is on the Gateway Pundit. You can find it on the Gateway Pundit. Okay. Uh, it says Pete Antonashi, you know, you know who he is, top election cop and longtime GOP official dies of heart attack. Well, you know, they can give you a needle. They can stick a needle in your ribs and you have a heart attack. Um, well, they tried to do that with Mike Lindell at this, uh, the cyber symposium. Yeah. Um, there's a certain way you can do it. My my chief deputy, when she fell out of her RV, hit that same spot in her ribs and had a heart attack. So, um, but that's that's something that uh, people and you know if if you want me to share what's just happened, um, I think please, it's a very sensitive subject for me, and I don't want to scare I don't want to say this and scare people away, Zach. But I I've, I've always been a truth teller. I won't hide, you know, I'm very transparent. I won't hide behind this, but this is so important right now for every single patriot, every single American, whether you're Democrat, Republican, unaffiliated to know this. My, uh, in August, uh, a, a week before my chief deputy agreed to take a plea deal, her brother, her, her precious brother, I know him and uh, he takes care of his wife who has advanced Parkinson's that cannot drive. Mm-hmm. And, and she took care of him, my chief deputy, uh, and took him to all of his doctor's appointments at the VA. He's a veteran. Um, he was walking and was, was struck and killed by a car. Oh, my God. Okay, but if that's not strange enough, and then a week later she took a plea deal, my elections manager, that you'll see both of these precious ladies in the selection code, my elections uh, manager, Sandy that I talk about in selection code and what they did to her daughter. Um, Her brother was on a motorcycle, eight children, 49 years old and a car hit him and killed him. So, you know, we're not playing around right now. This is not, this is, this is a serious game. Uh, Well, it's not a game. It's, it's real life. These people have a lot at stake. Mm-hmm. for us knowing this information and uh, you know, and if, if they have to take us out, they'll take us out. But I always say when I speak everywhere, I speak, I say, everybody do something, everybody do something. 
they can't get us all. They might take out a few of us, mm-hmm. you know, and, on the front lines, but this is our country. You know, this is, this is our Republic. They are hell bent. These Marxists, these CCP, these, these globalists are on making America disappear. Mm-hmm. It's so true. They have a lot at stake, you know, and I mean, it's horrible. Every time I hear stories, like I mean, it's obviously it would, we, we can't say with any certainty, but like, geez, oh, Pete's, I mean, that's a, a very, very close correlation right there. Uh, and one month between, one yeah. month between and very integral to this case. You know, it's, uh, it, it's obviously not above these people. I, I mean, uh, this is one of the things that uh, people have said to me, oh, you know, I, I, how can you believe in, you know, these conspiracies you know it, why would they go to all of these lengths to 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 try to stop people or to try to keep information from getting out and it's like quite literally we're talking about billions of dollars that are at stake here we're talking about a levels of power that you can't possibly fathom unless you've been in those circles and those people will quite literally do anything to maintain that power to protect that wealth and to ensure that they continue to get whatever they want. I mean, we have a real problem in America with psychopaths, quite honestly, that have gained massive positions of power all over the nation. Uh, you know, those people are the most driven to rise to the cream of the crop, to be there up at the top and get whatever they want uh, from their own minds to materialize right in front of them. And they don't care how many people they have to kill, how many people they have to run over the entire way. They're going to do it and they're going to get exactly what they want. And the only way that that keeps happening is because not enough of us have been involved. We've been too content to believe that somebody else is going to go ahead and do it. But nobody else is going to save us. I mean, we have to each be responsible for the future that we want to see here in America. That's right, Zach. You know, I tell people, I say, you can't depend on, on our president Trump. Mm -hmm. You can't depend on Mike Lindell. You can't depend on me. You've got to do it yourself. You've got to take up arms and, and do what you could do on a local level to influence, whether it's running for running for office, whether it's being a poll watcher, but you have to become you have to become educated on what's going on. I didn't get involved, Zach, until 2016. And I'm meeting and I went, oh, my gosh, I thought people that were good at this were, were involved. I, I can't let that woman get into the White House. And I started walking and talking to people. And I would just walk up to the door and just say to them, I'd say, you know, um, I'm Tina. I'm a volunteer. I'm Tina Peters. I just want to know how you feel about the election. And then I would listen. I would just listen to them. And I felt their heart. And, I, and, and they, they want the same thing that we do, no matter what party they are, what, no matter, you know, they, they want their freedom. They enjoy their freedom and they want to keep it that way. And we're going to lose it. You know, I, I, some of the, um, some of the uh, uh, talks that I've done lately, I've taken out the Declaration of Independence. And instead of, the, instead of the king, when it mentions the king and all the infractions that the king did, mm-hmm. I put in the Biden regime. Try that. I, I challenge everyone to try that and see how similar, how exact. It's scary how exact it is, how they opened the borders, brought mis- mercenaries in, mm-hmm. uh, changed the laws. It, it, it's it's so, it's so it's so written for today. And Absolutely. We're going to have to we're going to all have to become involved. Uh, so I saw last Mimsy in the chat said uh, she didn't know what elected position you held. Tina Peters was the 
Mesa County, Colorado clerk and recorder. And Tina, that term would have ended here in November. Is that uh, is that when your term would have ended or in January, perhaps? So I was going to run for a second term and then decided I was going to go uh, right into the belly of this beast. I announced I was going to run for secretary of state on February 14th after the Biden administration again sealed and wouldn't let out the J. Alex Halderman report. And I said, I'm the only one that can do this. But the, the, uh, as the clerk and reporter, I'm uh, over five divisions, which are motor vehicle uh, recording. So all the marriage license, all the land recording, that, that sort of thing. Uh, clerk to the board of county commissioners, board of equalization and elections. So I'm over and, and accounting. So I'm over five divisions. And uh, and one of them is elections. Okay, all the elections. And I suppose we we should also talk about uh, your your run for secretary of state and and how that's going right now. Uh, Also, you mentioned something very important, the Haldeman report. Uh, We just had a a suit that was filed in Pennsylvania against uh, Fulton County, Pennsylvania, against Dominion Voting Systems. I'm really, really excited about that, because if that case is dispensed, as it probably should be, then it's going to set a tremendous precedent for uh, other clerks and other counties all across America to deal with these electronic voting machines. Uh, before we talk anything about that, please, mm-hmm. uh, let, let's talk about your run for secretary of state, because uh, I've had both uh, you, uh, I've had uh, Peter Lupia, David Winnie, uh, several other candidates uh, from Colorado that were all involved in this recount. And uh, and, and so how, how did that end up? <laughs> Well, at, on election night, at, we knew that it was it was being stolen. I was forty seven percent in a three day, three way race. We knew it was it was it was a classic Mesa County report number three happening right then. Mm-hmm. Um, so we uh, I, I, I raised the funds. They told me it was going to be two hundred thirty six thousand dollars. I reached out to the the kind people, uh, the supporters that that uh, um, you know that donated. I had the money to do the recount and uh, about a week and a half later, they changed the amount from 236 to 256,000, another $20,000 hoping to kick me out. Of course it did kick some of the uh, other uh, candidates out in El Paso County, Colorado. Um, But thank God I had enough to cover it. But do you know what that money was for that extra 20,000? Uh, was it for uh, a Dominion voting systems employee? <laughs> That's right. That's right. It was for Dominion to come in and tell them how to run the test and the recount. So let me just explain. So the test that they're supposed to do before the recount is they're supposed to go and pick, randomly pick the canvas board, not Dominion, not the clerk, not the secretary of state. The actual um, canvas board is supposed to go and pick uh, a couple or however many they want um, machines. So the Dominion voting tabulation machines. So let's just say a county had seven machines, uh, tabulators. So you might pick machine number one and machine number three. And then, then they say, okay, go get me the ballots that you process through machine number one and machine number three. And then they sit down and they actually do a mini hand count. So they count the ballots that ran through those machines, those particular ones. And then they're supposed to compare the total from the machine to what they get in the hand count. If that doesn't, doesn't equal, if that doesn't um, balance, 
and, and it's not the same, then it goes to a judge. The judge orders, in, in my case, a state recount. What they did was they used fake ballots. Mm-hmm. They didn't use the voter verified ballots. So, um, Which is against the law. Which is against the law. They broke the law. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, we went to a judge. The judge said it was moot. It didn't matter. We didn't do it soon enough. And I was, I was taught, I was writing them letters and emails the day they started. So I, uh, we took the money to them, the $256,000 to their office. And that night in the afternoon, that night at eight, it was after business hours at 807, 803, I think it was. 803, I get an email that says, we're going to start the count in El Paso County the next morning, less than 12 hours. Well, as a, uh, as a interested party, as a candidate, I'm allowed to have watchers there, right? Mm-hmm. So you try to get watchers together at that short notice. It, it was, it was meant to, you know, to, to, to uh, make it impossible. So there were other, other ones that started that day. So they had, they were rushing through this thing finished the recount, ran them back through the fraudulent uh, Dominion tabulators uh, going by the instructions by Dominion and the secretary of state. And then said, see, same, same number, same, you know, uh, which, so now we have got, we've exhausted all the way through Colorado and we are going to the U S Supreme court. That's great. Once, Once they do that. So once they rule that they have to do this properly. And also I'm, I'm, I'm asking to have that money returned mm-hmm. uh, as well. Uh, because when you find that it is a, uh, it was not done properly, or if when they do it, they find that they didn't, it did not equal, then it, then you get the money back. You get the, those funds back. So that's where we're at right now. It has to go to the Supreme court, but but with this case, when they count these ballots for all of Colorado, it is going to fe- affect the whole United States. Because once and for all, we will have proof that the ballots do not match what the machines say. What are you anticipating that they're actually going to find when comparing the electronic votes, that the results that they reported to the actual hand-counted ballots? Well, first of all, they're going to find that I won because I know exactly how they cheated. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I know the people did not vote for uh, the CTCL uh, secretary and 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 uh, one of their five directors, uh, uh, Center for Tech and Civic Life, that funneled four hundred seventy million dollars of Mark Zuckerberg's money uh, and into counties that ninety four percent Biden won. So first of all, I know that the people would not have chosen that uh, or the other candidate that was put up by Obama. Appointed um, attorney general, so um, that's the first thing that will happen, and it will it, they they will not equal. I mean, and he, here's what they what what you have to understand about the third report. So the people that look at the third report will or, or watch selection code will understand how they do this. The ballot goes into the machine. It takes it takes an image, and then uh, and then after those those ballots are run through the the tabulation machine, they're put aside. And this image is then a few days later, after about 25% of the ballots have gone into this first database, the voter intent is changed. And then it is transferred over to a second database. So if you can imagine a person having two sets of books, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Illegal books, uh, a bookie 
or a, or a, 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 a bad accountant, you know, a criminal accountant. That's what they're doing. So the so the clerk only sees the 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 second database, and then the first database goes away. Um, and so those images, so you can't trust the images. The images have been altered. They've been machine manipulated, and and the the way the voter uh, the voter intent has been changed. Mm-hmm. So, so so you might equal the same number of ballots. Yeah. See, that's what I couldn't figure out. So well, wait a minute, how is this happening? We brought in X number of ballots. And we ended up with X number of ballots. What do you mean? How could that? They're changing the voter intent mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. the ballot, on the image, not the ballot. So that's why we need the paper ballots. Which, And that's why they don't want anyone to get their hands on those paper ballots. I mean, it's so simple. If you want to settle the issue, all you have to do is count the paper ballots. I've said this so many times, but, you know, it, it's like taking a stack of counterfeit $100 bills and counting it and saying, okay, yeah, you know, you have a hundred $100 bills right here, but they're counterfeit. So they're not real money. It doesn't matter that you have the same number in stacks of paper. They're two completely different things. And if you examine it on its face, look at the evidence, then it's quite clear. And it's the obvious reason why they don't. It's the simplest answer, you know? I mean, so easy to go ahead and fix it. Uh, Real briefly over here on Rumble, I got a Rumble rant from Alive and Thriving. Thank you very much. Uh, They say they do it for power over others. The elites are driven like cattle by their overlords, ruled by proxy, useful idiots, spiritual warfare, black eye club. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's obviously it. And a lot of people, Tina, over on Rumble are saying that you're an American hero. And I have to say, I absolutely agree with them on that. Uh, Let's also go over to the Foxhole real quick and see if there's any specific questions over there. And then in about 10 minutes, guys, we're going to open up the phones for your calls. Uh, Thank you to Sean Joe, also to Boise Blanc 89. Uh, Timberjet says, we love you, Zach. At least I do. I've <laughs> been around since your first show. Never missed one since. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, Sean Joe says, great show. Uh, also, you're a, you are a brave and heroic patriot, Tina. Uh, Kaboomer, thank you for the can. Lynn's over. It says, God bless you. Sean Joe, thank you for that. Life of Brian says, grassroots involvement will save the republic. Good over evil. Uh, Sean Joe, thank you. Thank you to Lynn. And Sean Joe, one more time, NX17. And Lynn's over it. Sean, Lynn, Sean, Lynn. You guys, thank you so much. Sean, Lynn, Sean, Lynn, Sean, Lynn. Uh, Kansas Mudcat, thank you. And then also to Sean Joe. Ah, so, Tina, before we get into the calls from the audience, uh, tell me, what are your initial thoughts about that case in Fulton County, Pennsylvania against Dominion Voting Systems? Uh, A lot of it seems to be geared towards the um, uncertifiable nature of these machines uh, and some uh, breaches in contract, a pretty simple thing, it sounds like, and something that I'm kind of surprised nobody had brought up previously. These machines cannot be certified. They are, they are, uh, they would not pass any type of federal certification. Uh, And so that's just been passed through. I mean, you can't have wireless devices in these machines. You cannot have the software that is able to flip votes. You know, when you look at the CIDL software and, um, and, or, or the, the SQL software, you, you can't, you can't certify these. And then when you look at the lapse in certification, um, you know, we, we've shown that again and again, and, and people just seem to pass it on. And I, I appreciate Pennsylvania's doing this. And if we just keep putting the pressure on, you know, more and more people are going to start. I think everybody knows mm-hmm. at this point. 
Um, but once you know, you have the responsibility, you know, to hold your, your, uh, uh, you know, county officials and uh, accountable. So I was asked today, you know, what can we do if we're, if, if we're a poll worker or we're an election judge and we see, we had, I had one person that said that it was, it was very obvious that the, um, that the uh, signature did not match. And I said, you object to it. And then you go to law enforcement, you go to the sheriff, you present your affidavit to the DA and you ask them to investigate. And by law, they're supposed to investigate, um, get involved. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it might take a little bit of time, but I, I mean, if, if you can imagine, I mean, all of us, if we're each one of us working in a polling place on election day, actually checking these things. And every time we see something, we put, you know, stop and immediately go and file the report, get the information out there. Um, you know, I, uh, I, you, you had mentioned earlier that uh, you were at the group with uh, constitutional sheriffs. Um, you know, this is another way that I think that maybe we could have a major impact. I mean, developing that uh, relationship with local law enforcement uh, and constitutional sheriffs obviously have a different role than just your average everyday beat cop. I, I think that they could be looking into a lot more of this, too. Yes. Yes, they are the law of the land. The only person that can arrest the sheriff is the coroner. And and trust me, they're going after the coroners, too. They're they're selecting coroners because of whole uh you know the whole um math the the mask thing the the health issues things like that i mean some of these coroners are saying when they do and and uh these guys that are doing autopsies they when they see these covid people that have died i mean their bodies their blood is not the same yeah uh, yeah so so yeah get get involved with your law enforcement educate them um you know, that's what people did with me, Zach. They um, they came to me and said, hey, and I said, just bring me bring me your concerns. You know, I'll I'll find out. That's what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. as an elected official. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, this is another thing we have to do is to continue to try to hold those people accountable because every single one of them took an oath to uphold and defect, or excuse me, uh, protect and defend the Constitution and to represent the people. They're in a position of trust. And they have completely destroyed our trust as far as I'm concerned. I mean, there are so many elected officials out there and so few of them, people like Tina, who have actually stepped forward and done the right thing. And uh, yeah, I think that it, it would take a really small amount of pressure on some of the right people uh, to kind of create like a cascade effect of, of people coming forward and, and actually taking action on this stuff. Because it has to happen. If it doesn't, then, you know, what do we have left? That's right. We have to do it now. Yeah, We really do. We have to do it now. It's urgent. All right, you guys, I'm going to go ahead and pass out the uh, information for you to uh, to call in. If you've got a question for Tina, if you've got a comment on anything we've spoken about or uh, anything that perhaps you've witnessed in your own life. And yes, I see people talking about those strange white clots that are not blood clots. It's um, I had actually read a, um, a scientific paper that had identified most likely what these uh, what these are. When the spike proteins from the vaccine enter your bloodstream, uh, they are they're essentially like 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 popping all of your your blood cells, and so it creates this uh, massive hemoglobin, 
inside your circulatory system. And then that is further mutated as a result of the mRNA. And then it creates these globules inside of you and completely blocks your, your arteries. And so it's almost like keratin. It's not, not really blood. It's not really uh, blood cells anymore. And, you know, it, it's horrible to imagine how many people out there are going to be affected in the future, how many people have been affected so far. Uh, and uh, just a reminder, guys, if you've got a phone and you want to call in, the phone number's on the screen, 646-931-3860. And then you're going to enter the meeting ID and the passcode. I'm dropping those out into the uh, the chats right now as well. Uh, but if you've got a Zoom account uh, and you've got that installed on your phone or on your laptop, you can use the uh, the link that I passed out as well. <laughs> Timberjet says, I was there for Muffingate. You going to do anything else with Space Shot? One of these, I, Space Shot and I just did a show a couple of months back. Uh, but uh, but yes, I'm sure that we're going to do something again in the very near future. All right, we've got our first caller on the line, DJ Vector. Tina, this is a real treat. Vector is our Australian correspondent. So we'll go ahead and check in with him and see how things are going. But uh, Timberjet, thanks for hanging out with us. I appreciate it. And Vector, are you there? Yes, I am. Can you hear me, Zach? I have uh, I have five by five. Yeah, it's coming in loud and clear. Yes, you'll be pleased to understand that I fixed my problem with OBS from last time, so I deeply apologize. <laughs> I didn't know what was going up. on, but I was going to say I didn't know either, <laughs> and I'm just like, what? I don't even know what to do. I was just freaking out. Uh, so I, I'm so sorry. I, I was, I'm not trolling you, bro. No um, problem. No problem. Just so typical what would happen to me. Uh, hello, Tina. My name's uh, DJ Vector from Australia, and um, I've been listening the entire show intently. It's a pleasure to meet you. Um, can I just ask you, are you actually in like home detention or something at the moment? Oh, oh, like you can't go anywhere or do anything. I might as well be, uh, they will, they keep denying any, uh, travel outside of Colorado. They don't want me to go speak, mm. uh, to the, the kind people across the country that want me to come speak about this. I was pretty yes, bummed I didn't get a chance to meet you in person at the moment of truth. I was th- I was think for sure Tina's going to be here, and then uh, yeah, come to find out they wouldn't let you go. That's uh, the, the, the DA said that when I when I put in for that travel request said it was the most uh, troublesome, or he used some some crazy uh, word to describe how appalled he was that I would even ask for such a travel request. And also he said that I was going to be there to uh, be hailed as a hero and all this stuff. And he was just, he was just very disgusted by the whole thing and was denying my, my request to travel. Get off your high horse, buddy. Does that violate your first amendment right to to assemble how you wish and uh, to speak? Um, That, that isn't that against the law? Well, yeah, everything they're doing is against the law. This is the same DA that let a man in our county with 90, uh, I'm sorry, 26 pounds of fentanyl, the drug fentanyl, go on probation and they want to put me in prison. It's absolutely insane. Like the mirror world that we're living in, you know, I mean, you've got murderers, you've got rapists, uh, human traffickers getting let out onto the street. Uh, people allowed to just roam freely, you know, they, they're they're out on uh, no cash bail for a murder. They can kill somebody else. And meanwhile, we've got somebody like yourself 
who simply was trying to secure the election system that she had been elected by the people to oversee. And they treat you like you're some type of hardened criminal or something like that. My, my bond was first set at $500,000 cash. So wow. did they want you to pay 500000 or you would have paid like 10% of that? No, they wanted me to come up with $500,000 cash bond, not a PR bond. Wow. We got it reduced to $25,000. I had to put up my house. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and they still actually, think you're a flight risk. I bet they uh, try to uh, breach you any way they can so they can get that money too. They'll try yes. and get you anything they can. Yeah, I see That's what they're exactly doing. That's exactly what they've done. They've, they've, they've issued two warrants for my arrest since that bond was, was done. One for being at the, uh, the Constitutional Sheriff and Peace Officers Association conference speaking and the other for sending an email to someone that I was prohib- I'm prohibited from going into my offices None of my offices I can go to, and I cannot communicate with any of my employees. So, Tina, oh my let, goodness. Uh, go ahead, how, go how ahead. can they do that? Because you are an elected official, and as you said, the only way that you can be removed is by a recall of the people, and certainly that hasn't happened. I mean, I, is, is there some type of legal precedence that they are quoting in, in allowing this decision to stand? No, these are these are judges that that are they don't they don't follow the law. Yeah. You know, they make it they make a declaration and um, that's it. They're even going so far right now in preparation for the federal grand jury and sending out questionnaires that that ask this question. Do you believe that uh, something to the fact that that people that. Uh, commit election offense, uh, uh, offenses should be prosecuted. So no, they're, they're cherry picking, they're cherry picking the, um, the, the grand jury for the federal case right wow. now. Wow. Which is and also you- not really right at all. Uh, uh, did you guys see, uh, Tina, did you see the, the interview that Red Pill did with Trump's personal attorney, Peter Tickton? And it was the first one. And they were talking about, the election and if it was being stolen then that's a capital crime which potentially could attract could attract potentially the death penalty you know according to the law and mm-hmm. uh the next i think the next day media matters wrote a piece and the, like that just blew up like they they were trying to say all kinds of stuff which is not what he was saying in the first place he was just saying that's what the law is um so yeah the, these election things are uh, i'm not sure, talking about maybe necessarily on a state level but on a federal level surely if you're stealing elections at that kind of level, then that's treason. And the it some is. of the penalties for treason is the death penalty, as far as I understand, from having read the code. Um, can you comment? Well, they are. They are. They're, they're, they're criminals, you know. But I think that this has gone on for so long, they feel very emboldened. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they've been selected, not elected. And so they feel very, I mean, Mayor Garland has been involved in this from the very beginning. So that's that's to tell you something, right? And I'm sure that these DAs and judges, you know, my attorney thinks this judge has probably been offered a, a place when there's a vacancy on the Colorado Supreme Court. Uh, you know, who knows where this mm. DA is going to go afterwards? You know, they're uh, yeah, they just. I mean, when you look at just the fact that they're coming after me, spending so much resources to come after me, and then let a guy with 
with enough fentanyl to kill half the United States or more off on probation. There's, it's pretty obvious. Tina, how do we help you? The audience wants, my audience, my listeners, because I'm live as well now. Uh, we want to know because what you told us about not being able to see, uh, you know, your, the story about your father dying when you went to the day you went to jail and you got the funeral coming up. You haven't been able to see your your mother. You haven't been able to go and see your your son uh, at his, his cemetery, your gold star mom. This is really killing us. This is really upsetting my audience. So uh, is there any way we can do something for you? I think just get the word out, you know, get the word out, the injustices and, and raise awareness of, of what's going on. You know, I, my, my job ends in two months, so I will be then unemployed. I'm using my own money. I just filled up with, with gas because I'm driving around talking to people, going to churches, going to, to different places to sound the alarm. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing uh, not to the extent Mike Lindell's doing with $35 million, but I'm, I'm putting my time, my treasure, um, because I believe in this country and I believe in other countries, you know, your country. Um, we've got to, if America goes, you know, it's, it's, gonna, it's, it's not going to be good. And, and so they can help me in, um, you know, we're forming at some point a, uh, a nonprofit to go ahead so I can continue this work. And, um, you know, of course, I have my my website for the recount, which is uh, Tina Peters for Colorado dot com and where they can reach me there and uh, and support Mike Lindell's legal offense fund. Um, you know, he, right now they're going after him and Dr. Frank, along with me uh, to try to get a federal indictment. So um, we appreciate all the help we can get with that. And don't yes, forget, and- you can support my pillow and Red Pill seventy eight by using code RP seventy eight at mypillow.com. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Zach, You're for welcome. saying that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, uh, buy the, buy buy through Red Pill seventy eight. Yeah. Mike Lindell's wonderful, wonderful products. Christmas is coming up, you know. And um, yes, please do support support those that are that are getting the word out, really, so they can keep doing that. Thank you. Tina and Red Pill, I just wanted to say on my show at the moment for, for some time, I've had the, the MyPillow Red RP78 promo code. So I'm always promoting <laughs> it on my show like all Thank the you. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I don't, I don't have the MyPillow thing. So I'm like, well, I might as well do it because I want to support Mike Lindell and I know that they're good products. And I'm like, yeah, okay, so that's great. Um, what else can I say? Yes, as far as America First goes, I may be Australian, but I understand that america are our allies and they're in trouble right now so they're kind of like look australia we know that you're in trouble as well but we're kind of busy right now uh mm. we're being extorted and, and destroyed by these globalist forces so once we're sorted then we can help you guys so put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then you can help other countries other people yeah this is yep. why i fight for america i'm an america first united states patriot born on the fourth of july united states time uh for me yeah. it's more than just it's more than just saving america because i understand how serious it is but uh, I have every intention of coming to the United States. I haven't found a way to get there yet. And it's really difficult. I've got all kinds of vaccination stuff and visas and it's very uh, complex, but I will, I will get there and I can't wait to meet you, Tina. Uh, I'm really looking forward to meeting all of you Patriots and Mike Lindell. I've already got been invited Zach by Clay Clark. And that's right. He was pretty upfront, wasn't he? And that was that I didn't know what to say. My family, that didn't believe me at first and they're like no and I was like, you're welcome <laughs> to clip that out and use it as a promo on your channel or just send it to your family also vector uh i found what i think may be a loophole to allow you to get here uh through alternative means 
are there any like major shipping lanes in any place there in Australia? Are there any ports that you could go to? Yes, absolutely. Okay. You just go- so yep. you may be able to hitch a ride on a cargo ship because they, I, I just, I saw some guys that did it the other day. They hitched a ride from Europe to the Middle East on a cargo ship and the cargo company just allowed them to to come along and they just hung out. They gave them a room and everything and they were totally uh, uh, amenable to, to allowing them to do it. So check it out. I will. I could even... Uh exchange services like i'm a chef so i can always cook for them or, there or you go like exactly exactly all right, all right. awesome First, brother thank well, you so much as always it's thank amazing. you for your call vector we appreciate you i thank love you, you Red and i love you tina we are behind you. you we are with you uh we will make sure that everybody knows about it i will go to the autism and on boards now and i will post all of this and make sure that those boys uh just distribute this information everywhere high and low so thank you again thank you red pill to your audience i love you and uh, i will see you after Red Pill's show for the after party All right. uh, on my channel. Much See love, later. Vector. Love you. Bye. See thank you, brother. You. All right. Good stuff. Uh, also wanted to say uh, thank you to Ventmore, she, uh, who says, Tina, 07 and Godspeed. Karen Hair 7 says, I love her. Laura Dora, thank you very much for that cookie. Uh, God First, We the People says, great show, and we're keeping you in my prayers. Uh, thank you to Lynn's over it for three cookies and then also uh, shades last rights. Thank you for the shades and spiritual warrior as well. Uh, Just duckies says with all the backwards garbage hypocrisy, these people are pushing. I'm so glad to have people like you too. Well, Hey guys, you know, as far as I'm concerned, we're one big giant family and I'm very happy to wake up every single morning and know that I am going to be able to get on the air and hang out with all of you guys too. So you mean as much to me as uh, I hope I mean to you and uh, as Tina does to us as well. Uh, so let's bring in our next caller. Caller, you're on the air. Can I get a name? Yeah, let me d- let me mute it. Let me mute you, Zach. No I'm problem. On it. This is Terry. You know me as Patriot RN. I've been with you since 2018. You have been here since the beginning. Terry, it's so good to hear from you again. How you been? Oh, if I was any better, I'd be you. <laughs> I'm so That's glad good. that you're down in sunny Florida, but uh, I do miss your funnel. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I still have a closet full of them, and now we're kind of getting into the winter here in Florida, so I'll bust them out again here soon. You might get a chance, and, you know, I wish we could have met up with Thomas and everybody, but it just didn't work out. But we had a ball. I mean, I just love you to death. Love you, Tina. too. Okay. Tina, I want to tell you something. I am a Grand Junction native. I have four generations of ancestors buried in that sacred soil. I can tell you're not a Westerner from your regional dialect, the way you say Colorado and Nevada and MAGA. Welcome to my home state. I am so, I'm so proud of you. I could weep with joy that you're there doing what you're doing. And I want to assure you that patriots around the country are mobilizing in a huge way. I'm seeing the awakening immensely go on. And I've got friends and relatives all over the world. And Vector, I mean, my goodness, Vector, you remind me of Crocodile Dundee. I mean, (laughs) this is a knife. Just, I've been under investigation for years because of my activism, too. You just hang in there, kiddo. We're going to pull you through this. 
by the skin of our your teeth. We're with you. We're behind you. We'll do it. Thank you. You know, I, I think about it. I think, you know, all these wonderful people and, and praying for me and saying such wonderful things. And, you know, sometimes it's just like, are they still going to remember me if I go to prison, you know, or are they still going to be doing these things? And, and, um, you know, I just, I, you, you think of these things, you think, wow, you know, you're, you're doing the right thing. You're going along doing the right thing. And then bam, somebody, um, you know, treats you like this, but you know, it's worth it. I, 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 if I had it to do over again, and the effect that it's had on, on uh, you know, just exposing what's going on to our republic. Um, I feel like, you know, my, my, my son was in the military, you know, my, my family was in the military. And I feel like we're all being called up. We're all being yes. drafted mm-hmm. into. We are. Uh, absolutely. I'm a military wife. Yes. Um, and, the, and, and a medical expert. I was a nurse for 40 years. I saw through this garbage from the very beginning, and I tried to tell people. And now I'm picking up the pieces in my own neighborhood, treating people from this. And I've got the means and the knowledge to do it. But I knew this was a kill shot going in. When Luke Montagnier, who won the Nobel Prize for mapping the HIV genome, said there's HIV in it, I said, bioweapon. We knew it. We knew it. I hit the I hit the research. We knew what was going to happen. We knew the cytokine storm. We uh, yeah, anyway. I, I won't go into it. But mm-hmm. I just want to bless doing. you and tell you that you're an inspiration to the world. And if you go to prison, I will send you a cake with a file in it. <laughs> I will. Thank you. How, how about some dynamite? I, I'm ready. Or something? I don't know if I could. <laughs> now. I'm going to be 72 in a couple of months, and I have no, uh, nothing more to give. And I will give my life. I'll take a bullet for people. So just hang in there, kiddo. If I, need to, I need to drive out there. I can't fly anymore, but if I need to drive out there, it'll take me four days. And I will bust you out. We will have an old-fashioned jailbreak. <laughs> All righty. Oh. Oh, I'll bring some Indians and cowboys with me because <laughs> I know that Ben Junction has actual cowboys. <laughs> right on, right on. Oh, thank t- you. Terry, uh, thank you so much for your call. It's great to hear from you. Love to you all. If I could give you a big virtual hug, like BCP used to say, a big virtual hug to the family. Absolutely. All right. Godspeed. We'll talk to you soon. Same to you, babes. Hang in there. Love you. Thank you. Yes. And Tina, I don't think anybody would forget about you if uh, the the unthinkable happens and you end up in prison. Every single one of us will be there to help you out. Alive and Thriving says, God bless you and your family, Tina. And uh, ditto to Zach as well. And thank you very, very much. Uh, Looks like we have a caller from Colorado, perhaps. Is 303, is that Colorado? (laughs) Yes, oh, no, it no. Is. yes, it is. Okay, all right. Caller, welcome to the program. Can I get your name? Yeah, my name is Bradley. Bradley, welcome uh, to the show. Thank you. Uh, is Tina still there? Uh, oh, yeah, she's she's right here, Bradley. You go ahead. What's your question for her? Well, uh, 
Just wondering if she has some somebody I can go to with some information who's safe in Colorado. Even her, if she wants to contact me off off the show. Can you give us a, a, a hint as to what the general subject matter is? Well, shit. Uh. I don't want you to. I don't want you to put yourself in danger, uh, like live on the air. But I mean, it might help her no. to determine wh- who best to, you know, assist with. I'm already in danger. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Uh, well, it's my family, unfortunately. Really. Um, Boulder. Yeah, I just recently got. Well, I've had proof against the Denver cops, precinct one, for many years. Their complicity in uh, drug dealing and, I believe, human trafficking and probably even human organ trafficking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously and, pretty heavy if the police well, are involved. Uh, yeah, so I'm pretty sure my family is involved in all this shit. And, and, and I have proof that they are using the Boulder and Louisville police to uh, to escape justice, to obfuscate the justice system. I don't know, Tina, that's about as, uh, as heavy as it gets. I mean, any ideas of uh, places Bradley could go? You know, um, there is a lot of human trafficking in Colorado, you know, with I-70 being a major route and then highway 50. um, You know, I, I've been hearing some pretty gruesome things going on and there are people that um that i can get you in touch with so if you will just contact me through my website there's a contact uh tina at tina peters for colorado.com and just put in the subject line that you uh that you called in on zach's show if you would please okay so i'm sorry tina at tina peters.com that's it tina peters for colorado.com and I'll see if I can connect you with the right people, okay? Okay. Um, it's all one word, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, so you're saying, Tina, that he could email you directly, Tina at TinaPetersForColorado.com, or you yeah. could just go to the website, TinaPetersForColorado.com, and there's a contact form on the site? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So either one there, Bradley. Okay. I just put it put in the subject line so we know. Okay. I okay. I don't Thanks. I don't I'm not affiliated with anything with that, but I do know I do know people that are. So I'll see what I can do to help. Always. Okay. Cool. All right. Good stuff. All right. Well, I will I will contact you. Thank you. All right. Bradley, I, I wish you the best, buddy. Thank you for calling. Yeah, hey Tina, if there's any way if you could get my number just in case you don't hear from me. I don't know if that's a possibility or whatever, Zach. Yeah, hey, I mean, thanks if, for fighting. Man, you're, you're a brave lady, man. <laughs> if you're comfortable giving it out on the air, then it's it's on his it's on his um, chat right there on his. Um... Yes. You see it? Yeah, I see it. Yeah. yeah hang on. One yeah, I mean, don't get where I am. They they, they always have. So. Yeah. There's always been a problem, so. Okay. I I have it. Okay. Great. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Bradley. We'll talk to you soon, bud.
All right. Thanks, Brother. Bye. All right, God bless bye-bye. you. Thank, thank you bless. for being brave. All right. So we will, uh, yeah, Tina, if you've got a chance to write that down, then cool. But otherwise I have it here and I'll, I'll okay. send it over Perfect. to you after the show. Thank you. No, no problem. All right. Next caller. You're on the air. Can we get a name? Can you get a name? You know my name. DJ, good to he- good to hear from you, buddy. How you been? All right, buddy. How how you doing? Excellent, excellent. Yeah, so what's going on, man? How, what have you been up to? I've been up to a few things. I'm going through a little problems myself, but, you know, oh. I don't complain much. Sorry to hear that, You know, people ask, me, people ask me how I'm doing, and I say I'm breathing. And they look at me a little quizzical, and I'm like, listen doesn't matter what state you're in, if you're in excruciating pain, if you're in doing great, if you're breathing, you're doing, you're doing wonderful because you're still alive to experience. Yep. You're absolutely uh, right. So uh, a few things, um, the, 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 the child sex trafficking or the sex trafficking thing is bad. I watched your, your show yesterday. I caught most of it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I wanted to get, I'm going to go back and look at the part that I didn't watch, but that was, wow. Yeah. That was amazing stuff. And then now to hear, I was going to ask about that in uh, Colorado, but now to hear, you know, what the previous caller just said that and what he was saying, that's, it's got to be handled and fast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are certain states where you have like those major uh, interstate uh, uh, injunctions and stuff. And we've said this on the show before. Ohio is another really bad one. Um, But, uh, you know, Colorado, it's like the gateway to the West, you know. So, I mean, and with the uh, access to the mountains and stuff, I mean, there's all kinds of places where uh, I would imagine people can hide. But it's everywhere. I mean, it's every single state in the union. Absolutely. I heard Georgia was really bad. Georgia was like a, a major, major hub for that. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia, Arkansas, yeah. Clinton Global Initiative. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, so uh, let's take a little look at this, you know, um, with, you know, a lot of people feel that a lot of things is this is what is all run by white hats. Everything is being run by white hats now, both mm-hmm. sides. A lot of people think. Yeah. So if that was so. Okay, so people are freaking out about the um, 87,000 IRS agents, the special agents. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, well, um, how else do you hand out 400 and something sealed indictments? You need manpower. And if the police are corrupt, you got to have enough manpower. So that I'm looking at very closely. I think that's the opposite of what people think it is. I can see that. I absolutely can see that. You know, I mean, when I first heard that, I thought, you know, this is like Joe Biden and the Democrats shooting themselves in both feet and, you know, like waiting at the bottom of a cliff to just die. I mean, the the, the, the optics of hiring 87,000 militarized IRS agents are just so damaging. I mean, I don't know how anybody can look at that and think, oh, yeah. Sounds totally legit. We're just going to make the IRS the largest federal armed agency in the country, and it's going to be totally fine, you know? So I hope that it's for uh, some altruistic purposes, but, you know, to me, I look at it as uh, just a signal to the rest of the nation that, yeah, this is not the direction that we want to go in. And I think that, um, I I said this last night, but uh, I believe it was uh, Kevin McCarthy who said that 
when we retake the House and the Senate come November, that, that the first thing that Republicans are going to do is going to cancel that whole thing. So it will it'll be a non-issue. Yeah, well, I, I think it's going to be used for the exact opposite thing, as I said. You gotta be, you gotta have the manpower to hand out those indictments and go do, go enforce that. So that that statement that he made might just be like a controlled opposition statement. It's basically. possible. Yeah. yeah who knows? Totally. Who knows? You know, with, with the way things are going these days, who knows what's right and what's wrong? You can't yeah. even tell a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Up is down. Left is right. <laughs> People don't yeah. have any sense of I, humor. That's one of the things that really bothers me the most, DJ. Is that. I feel like people have just been on such edge for the longest time. Like people are just very serious now, you know? I mean, there's no room for humor. People don't understand the nuance and yeah, people can't take a joke, you know? And I think a lot of people think, uh, you know, hey, it's it's no time for humor. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think that it's necessary if we're going to maintain our sanity through all of this. Right. That's, that's what's got me through. Yeah. <laughs> You have to have, you have to have some semblance of, of humor, and you have to have some semblance of something. I mean, for me, it's music, but something that's going to take that space and just take you out of reality for a few minutes, at least a day, so you could come back and get back into the fight. And um, I, Tina, I, I really applaud you for the work you're doing. I, I really do, and you're a very strong woman. I, I, I admire that. Thank you very much. It's my duty. Thank you. I'm not even in Colorado. I'm in New York. I'm in like one of the worst states ever. I'm in the heart of it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm in the heart of it. Yeah, you can do do what you can do in New York. You know, they. I, I always say everybody can do something. They can't get us all. So you keep doing well, what you I, can do. I, I try to talk to as many people as possible. Good. But, you know, I, I can't really, you know, go too far because of things, you know, just other things. Um, but I but I, I tell you, being white white hat controlled, me seeing this as being white hat controlled, like Biden, you know, I, I can see two guys sitting in a basement go, all right, now tell him to turn right. Tell him to walk two steps and stick out his hand. All right, tell him to wait two seconds. <laughs> and he's there. And then they go, okay, Joe, you can move now. And he throws up his hand like he doesn't know what he's doing. And those two guys in the basement are laughing their ass off. I mean, it sure looks like Joe is basically being uh, remote controlled by like an eight-year-old on, uh, you know, too much Kool-Aid or something. I mean, he, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. All right, Joe. Shake your hand. All right, Joe. Say, Mary had a little land backwards. How many times is Joe, how many times can he shake hands with somebody who's not there, you know? I mean, it's like... I often wonder, like, what are the rank and file Democrats thinking, like watching that happen? I mean, if that was my president, I would be just mortified. Yeah, me too. Some uh, there's a guy who lives in my building. He's a little older than me. Um, he's like ultra blue, right? So I was talking to him yesterday, he goes, "Are you ready for the blue wave coming?" And I'm like, "Blue wave." I'm like, what? What are you with the ten other people that believe that's happening? What's that happening? <laughs> yeah, not like well, that. Well, that that reinforces that that still reinforces uh, that Trump won because we know how ridiculous this is. 
to see <laughs> Joe Biden up there and think, oh, okay, so we picked him. Right. Yeah. Right. So it reinforces right. a lot of people. Uh, there have been quite a few people that I spoke to that said, oh, my God, this is I would have never voted for him. No. They said I probably wouldn't have voted because I wouldn't have voted for Trump, but I wouldn't have voted for this guy. Definitely. You know, I still don't uh, think um, that I've actually met a, a real live Biden voter in the last two years. I I, I mean, I I know that I have a particular social circle, but I mean, I just I would, I, I would admit it. Yeah, that's that could be it. Nobody wants to admit it if they did. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. They they're like, How do you know who I voted? I'm like, Come on, tell the truth. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's kind of funny. But um just to give you some encouragement, um, Tina, no one said draining the swamp would be easy. You know, well, it, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a excuse please. I said, come help me, okay? I'll, I'll, listen, I'll come help you. I'll, I'll be, as soon as you need me, I'll be out there. Zach okay. has my number. I, I need you I need you to do it in New York. Help, help, I, help Rudy and, and my friends out there. Uh, help who? Rudy Giuliani and, you know, people out I don't there. really have, I don't really have access to Rudy Giuliani, although, um, Eric Adams had been in my building once. Um, I live in a very trendy building. I don't know what he what the reason he was here for, but he's he's the mayor and he's an idiot. He's an idiot. He's going around like doing free throws and drinking glasses of water and playing hopscotch and uh, he was playing in a band or something. And I put up I put up a meme. I put his picture on. Like, doesn't this guy do any work? <laughs> like, have, have you seen? Have you seen? <laughs> Have you seen Selection Code yet? Yes, I have. So the Good. day came out. Good. Oh, Can yeah, I am def- definitely a true patriot. I'm a veteran. I love Trump. That man is the best thing that ever happened to us. Thank you. Thank you, you. Thank get, you for thanking me. Get, You're get welcome. that to more people, okay? Yeah. Get that to more I people. Will. And tell I them will. about Stop. that, okay? Tell them about his program. Thank you so much, Tina. All right, DJ, I yeah, love I you, buddy. You. Well, I got one more, th- a couple more things, real quick. Okay. Um, about what you said about the judges and the DAs kind of being complicit. Um, you know, if you could prove that, that would be fruit of a point uh, poisonous tree. Probably almost every case that they were involved in could be overturned. That's big. Hey, I mean, send that me would, somebody. That would be the golden ticket right there, obviously. Yeah. Send, me, send, send me somebody that knows. Mm. You got connections? What's that? What's that again? I said, do you have some connections? You're up in New York. Are there some connections up there that can find out some of this information for me? Um, Not that I really have. I mean, I get, I've heard I stories might, about New York. New Yorkers. You sure? Come to New York and help me straighten it out. <laughs> well, we got, we got to get through this first. You know, this is the, the this is like the the existential question for the ages. You know, I mean, it's so clear that there are relationships that exist in this upper echelon of uh, of the justice system. You know, I mean, like obviously 
the DAs and the judges, they know each other. They came up together. I mean, they work together on a daily basis. You know, public defenders, you know, I mean, the only people who really uh, can be, I think, impartial in this whole process are the defense attorneys that are being, you know, they're having their salaries paid by the defendants, the people who are trying to get adequate representation. Um, but I mean, being able to prove those relationships and even in today's world where I feel like we have put a lot of evidence forward. I mean, there has been so many times where I thought to myself, you know, hey, this has got to be it. You know, somebody is going to listen to it. But too often we have judges and we have prosecutors who see the evidence and they just don't care. They don't have any interest in actually hearing it. Because, again, this corrupt system is what allowed them to rise to the level of power that they're currently sitting at. So why would they jeopardize that? That's right. And, you know, what's interesting is they the people should be able to rise up and say, wait a minute, you didn't rule according to this law. I mean, that's what I'm seeing over and over again. It's 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 concrete. Why do we have these laws if they don't have to abide by them? You know, I, I think that's. That's a, a, a fault of our judicial system that we can't we can't hold these guys accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like they, they say something and, and and there is no recourse. And then you go to the next highest court and they say they say something and there's no recourse, you know, and that's what's happening in Colorado right now is these people have been so entrenched and so selected and they've had time to do this. Like I said, from the very top right down to the city council. You know, when you're talking about local government, I mean, we're, mm-hmm. you know, Colorado and, and other places are, you know, they, so, so that's why I'm sounding the alarm and saying, we have got to get involved. We've got to call them to task. We need to be visible and vocal. I remember when, uh, when all this started and I was speaking at a, at a uh, event in, in Utah and, General Flynn was talking to me and he said, Tina, he said, be as lap, be as vocal and as visible as you can. He's because see, his attorney told him to be, to not say anything, not to speak out, you know, not to be visible, gave him exactly the opposite uh, advice. And he ended up going to prison and being pardoned by Trump. But, you know, um, we've got to tell the people, We've got to sound the alarm. And if it's not me, if it's not you, then who is going to do it? We all need to step That's up. Right. Right? You know, That's like right. the, the, Absolutely. The, 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 I think one of the ways that we really can hold these people accountable, I mean, there's a, a couple of things we've spoken about on the channel here before, uh, you know, the, the concept of calling in their bonds and then also the concepts of recalls, you know, I mean, both of these uh, uh, paths that you can take, I mean, they take a, a, a bit of work. I mean, you have to do some investigation. You have to have a, a team behind you. But I mean, there are people out there who have already kind of laid the, that, uh, that footing for you. And all you have to do is have the resolve to make the decision that, you know, you're going to go after these people. You're going to spend some time. And uh, again, there are so many of us out there. I mean, we all don't have to be doing the exact same thing, you know, running for office. That's awesome. Uh, Becoming a poll watcher. That's awesome. Becoming a precinct committeeman, precinctstrategy.com. Let me just say that again. Uh, You know, downloading my friend Johnny's app, Votify Now. You can do that through the app stores on your phone. Um, You know, and again, calling in people's bonds, bonds for the win, uh, running recalls on candidates uh, and elected officials that 
have not upheld their position, who have not upheld that public trust, uh, and who have abdicated their responsibilities. Um, you know, we can do all these things, but it's just write letters the, to the editor. Yeah, yeah, write you know, letters write to, to the, the editor. newspaper. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, make some noise. There's no shortage of different ways that we can go about this. We just need more people to do it. That's right. That's right. We need yeah. people to step forward. Yeah. Uh, all right, DJ, do you have anything else for Tina? We've got a couple other people I want to make sure we get to. No, basically not. I'm going to say this. When they raided Mike Lindell, they were looking for his patented fill secret. And when they raided Trump, they were they were trying to find that damn Trump card. It had to be in one of those piles of papers. That's what I'm thinking they think. Um, <laughs> That's great. And, uh, oh, somebody told me couple of weeks ago oh yeah you know we had all this classified information i'm like did you see it i said because i saw folders that said classified on the outside i yeah. said now if i go upstairs and shit in the bag and write chocolate on it and bring it down in you <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good analogy yeah <laughs> oh man it's true though it's true. all right listen Never give up the fight, Tina. Oh, always know God works every time, all yes. the time. Yes. God Thank bless you. you. Thank you so God much. You, God. God. <laughs> God bless you, DJ. You know, I love you. I love you. You know you. I know you love us. <laughs> Take care, God DJ. Take care. Bye right. bye. Love you, brother. We'll see you soon. Uh, also, I have a friend named Neil that I met at the moment of truth, and he said, as a Colorado resident, I thank you for having Tina on and for having her share her story. And uh, and he had a uh, an awesome uh, gif or an awesome sticker of you uh, doing the pledge uh, in the same way that I used uh, for the uh, for the card for the show. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, you truly are an American hero, Tina. You know, there was um, we've had a number of major high-profile incidents, all as a result of you. So many people have woken up. So many people have, you know, made the decision to actually take action themselves. Uh, as Average Joe Patriot just said a moment ago, uh, what did he say? He said, uh, uh, local action has national impact. I believe that's from General Flynn. But very, uh, very important. Let's go ahead and bring in the next caller, and uh, I will go through more thank yous here in just a few minutes, guys. Uh, Chops ITMC is on his way in and just waiting for his audio to connect. Welcome, Chops. Can you hear me, sir? Oh, I hope you can hear me now. Yeah, we've got you. We've got you. Welcome back to the program, sir. Is that a broadsword behind you? Uh, There's a broadsword. There's a Biden, which is a two-pronged spear. So, yeah, I've got all sorts of fun stuff happening. Very cool. Just and you're also your tinfoil hats, too. <laughs> That's yes. great. Uh, I'm still trying to name them. I'm thinking this one might be little uh, uh, giggles, and that one would be uh, bubbles. But okay. that's just a working theory at this time. Right on, right on. Well, welcome back to the program. Uh, what's your question for Tina? Uh, it, it's pretty much uh, two, and I'll keep them short. Uh, the first is I'm working uh, and advancing the idea that I first heard from uh, Jovan Hunt and Pulitzer, which is if and when you get a, a mail-in ballot in the mail, keep it sealed, take it with you to the uh, polling place on election day. And uh, especially if you're uh, 
told that you've already cast a provisional ballot or given a provisional ballot because you've already voted, whip that out, get the uh, sheriff involved, get the cops involved for the identity theft, which is uh, definitely what happened. If uh, somebody counted your vote, I mean, my little brother had his uh, name used in three different places. One, he never lived in outside out of state. So yeah, it's, and I, I've not been able to uh, get my provisional ballot, uh, which whatever vote, whatever ballot they used when I cast a ballot, it was provisional. I don't know if it was the one before or the one after I've not been able to get any of that information. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, what is your opinion on just like if someone, uh, if you get your mail-in ballot or ballots, uh, bring them with you and uh, use that as a leverage for uh, um, identity theft, which is what casting your ballot in somebody else's name or. Right. No, I, th- I think Jovan, uh, Jovan's uh, brilliant to say that because a lot of times they do, they'll vote for you and then you show up at the polls and and uh, you know they won't let you vote. A lot of people were turned away from voting, so I think that's a great idea to show up, and then you call the uh, the police or the the uh, uh, sheriff in this case and report it. You know, take a picture of it, report it, call them right then. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. The more people do that, I, I know someone. I know a lady who um, she received a ballot for her daughter-in-law who had never lived in Colorado. The only thing that she'd ever done was she, she uh, filed something for her. I can't even remember what it was now. And somehow they got her name and address. And that, that girl had never even voted in the state of Colorado. Um, I remember as clerk, there was a, 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 a young lawyer from, uh, from uh, D.C., that I had to call a couple of years ago and say, what are you doing? Why is your, your organization sending people with my address, my clerk's address on it to them, telling them that they haven't, that they haven't voted. I mean, they're getting these addresses and these people's names from magazines. I had one guy say, uh, my dog even got a ballot. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, we've got to get rid of mail-in ballots. You know, I, I believe as secretary of state, I ran, on the anti-counterfeit paper, voter ID, that only the people that get ballots are ones that are unable to come in and vote in person. One day voting, you know, we used to have that precinct voting, go to your precinct and vote, hand count, we, we hand count them on that day. You know, we don't, we don't feed them through machines. It's very doable. You know, the, the, the processes that we would do without machines are so much more reliable. And, um, and I know that, that people would stand up and, and show up to be judges and do that. We can do this, you know, um, but doing what Jovan suggested, I think is brilliant. Um, there's, you know, learning, re- watching these, these movies that have already been done and these symposiums, that, you know, uh, Lindell has put out all, all by all these experts are important to um, to learn how to circumvent the corrupt system, and I think that's a great idea. Good for you. Okay, that uh, brings up uh, another thing. Um, but uh, 
the first that came to mind was uh, uh, earlier for the comments. It's like, it just reminded me of an old family song. We've been doing it for generations. It's getting out of jail real soon. Getting out of jail real soon. No one's going to stop me. No one can stop me. Getting out of jail real soon. <laughs> Did your family make that up? <laughs> well, I learned it from an uncle who learned it from one of his uncles who learned it from uh, a second cousin, I think. <laughs> There you go. It's a family tradition. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, proving who you are and proving who you voted for because you're the one who cast your ballot is a, a very big focus that everyone has to actually take in when they go in and write the names in for who they wish to have that That's spot, right. whether it's ground level or uh, uh, or student council even. But uh, uh That's right. That's another thing that I wanted to implement is I wanted to implement that you would be able to, you can go in to your voter history and you can see when you received your ballot, when it was counted and that sort of thing. I would like to see, uh, you know, a private self-made password that you could go in and actually see who you voted for. If that's how they're going to do this with these ballot images, you know, these images that they're taking, then you should be able to go in and see the ballot image of your ballot and in a secure way, you know, and that way it would keep, but, but they hide behind the, all the voter, uh, voter anonymity, you know, right. That uh, we have to keep how you voted anonymous. Well, I don't care who, who knows how I voted really, you know, but, um, well, but they could still, there's ways that they could do it, you know? I mean, like, if your right. ballot was attached to a QR code that had a unique identifiable number and only that number was attached to go. the results of the ballot, you could scan that QR code and then it'll automatically pull up a website which only identifies the candidate or candidates that you voted for. You remain anonymous. You have uh, the, uh, uh, the the clarification on whether or not your ballot was cast properly. And then if for some reason it's not cast properly, then they could quite easily have another link that you click to go ahead and, I don't know, uh, perform some type of, uh, of uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, uh, I, I don't know the words for it, but I mean, it's like, reported. yeah, yeah reporting, yeah. Yeah, well, it, it, you know, that that's so true, Zach. I mean, it, you, you know, the Constitution says that that you have a right to vote and to make sure that your vote is counted. Mm-hmm. Our, our, our constitutional rights are being, are, are being infringed when, when we don't know how our vote or if our vote was counted. That's a violation of the Constitution. It and is. We've got to get back to the Constitution um, in a lot of this. But yeah, I love that. All right, Chops, we've got four more people on the line and only about 10 minutes left, so we're going to have to cut it there. But I want to thank you for your call and thank you for uh, the great questions for Tina. Like your hats. I'll I'll drop some stuff in the uh, comments. All right, brother. Thank you so much. Good to see you again. We'll see you. Okay, and uh, if I could just ask the the last four people that we have, I want to make sure we get to everyone uh, and not to go too far over time. So uh, let's keep it relevant and uh and keep the good questions coming and, and colin welcome back to the show friend how are you no oh, tired yeah, I, love that. <laughs> I was gonna say you've fallen asleep yeah, <laughs> only, only, about, 
Well, in between that and being in prayer all the time, yeah, yeah, get to you know, you got to check for those light leaks in your eyelids, you know. <laughs> all right, buddy, we've got five people on the line and only about ten minutes left, so uh, just uh, uh, do me a favor and keep it concise for uh, for Tina, and we'll get um, that in there. I'm going to roll this as fast as I can, Tina. You okay. may probably already know all this, but I'll run a few things by it. And by all means, get my information. Um, you know, I'm up all all times, night and day. Uh, let me see. What was it I wanted to say here? Ah, uh, one thing. Anytime you have a court case, one thing you want to do is get a what's called a certified, notarized um, jacket of the entire case. Do that periodically because they will take stuff out. They will put things in. All right. Uh, the other thing is look up writ of mandamus. Again, you probably already know what this is. That's how you go to the higher courts and you, and what it does, it, they will tell the lower courts, they have to abide by the law. Okay. It's a way of getting, forcing them to do what they're supposed to do. Now, a little trick I've used before, um, is that when a judge, or somebody else acts in a manner that is clearly unconstitutional outside of their, out of the position that they hold, uh, which is called ultra virus. And if they're doing it in such a way that is to harm you, then they are colluding under 18 USC 241 and possibly 242. And what I do is I make them, I do a, it's called new evidence. And I add them as a defendant. And uh, it's really interesting when you do that. I did uh, I did one, one time where we uh, did it properly, the way you requested them to recuse themselves because they're clearly biased privately, then in public, and then to their uh, the chief judge. They said no. They called me at 2 o'clock in the morning. I said, oh, don't worry about it. We'll just add them as a defendant. And without any motion, without any notice, without anything documented, which is required, Next thing you know, within 18 hours, we had a new judge. Wow. That's what we're trying to do right now is we're trying to get this judge recused. He is, he is. I've figured as much. So you go through the process. There's a process. You do it in private first, you document it, and then you do it in the public by making a motion. And then you go to his, the supervisor judge. And then what you do is you then sit there and say, do two. And you lay out your case like you would as if you're prosecuting a case. And uh, you 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 make them a defendant in the case because all of these are deprivation of rights. 18 U.S.C. 241, 242 give you that. Also, uh, you know what a 42, 1983 is, right? Deprivation of right, uh, 42 U.S.C. 1983. It's a deprivation of rights suit. And look yeah. up uh, 42 U.S.C. 1985 and 1986. If they fail to do something which they're supposed to, they're now criminals, okay? Mm-hmm. Also remember in the Constitution, by the witness of two or more to the same overt act or confession in open court, they may be charged with treason. Treason constitutes giving aid and comfort to the enemy. If they are intentionally violating the law in order to harm one of the people, which the, let's be clear, the United States is a corporation that was created. Its corporate charter is the Constitution, and its purpose is to secure the rights of the people. 
Okay, so when they violate that, they're acting in they're acting outside not only ultravirus of the office, but they're acting they're warring against the office of public trust, warring against the Constitution, which is in fact treason. The other thing I would do is I would suggest looking into an injunction. I'll give you a quick quote, quick quote, sorry, quick quote from the Supreme Court: "The non-taxpayer is not required to pay taxes under." protest and then bring a suit in order to have their property returned. Instead, they may be bringing an injunction to prevent their property from being taken in the first place. So there's a way you can use that same concept uh, to get an injunction or a temporary restraining order against these criminals that are weaponizing the judicial system in order to deprive you of your rights secured. Remember, they are rights that you have that are secured by the uh, United States Corporation in accordance with the Constitution, all right? Now, sue the state. If it is the state secretary and so on, they the state itself is liable for its employees and what they do. So you sue the state. Now, I've got a 13-page document that I read. I think I boiled it down to three. By the way, Zach, yes. those two attorneys that are suing um, – the um, the machines, what do they call it? The um, Dominion, uh, yes. Dominion machines. Yeah, I haven't heard from them. I wrote, I took the time to write them a long document. Remember, they said they couldn't sue the state. I okay. thought it was a pretty well written document that they're completely incorrect on. And the more I got into it, I, I found out, yes, uh, they're completely incorrect. You must and can, otherwise, we wouldn't have the 14th, right? So, um, what he was talking about, the 11th Amendment, is incorrect. The wording in itself never says that. So, I wanted to make that clear. They haven't called me. They haven't contacted me. Don't know what's going on. Um, sue the state. Use discovery and depositions. You have the right to face your witness. Use the depositions. They're phenomenal because you can hear. You want to drink here? You want to smoke a joint? Yeah, we're just having a good old time here. And they'll you make yourself so friendly and everything's wonderful. They'll confess all sorts of things. And then you get them on the stand uh, and call them as a witness, and you'll see how they change their tone. Uh, also, think about a thing called a cross complaint. You know what a cross complaint is? Yes. Send me all this. I was going to say, Colin, let me just put you guys in touch after the show. Uh-huh. All right, um, well, I want to share this because it's an interesting thing God just gave me. Okay. A cross complaint is yes, I ran into your car, but that's because the truck behind me hit me and pushed me into you. So, a cross complaint would be as what I heard you saying. You are obeying the law. You are doing as the law requires. So if you're being charged with a crime, then you cross complaint to the state that required you to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, I don't know why you don't have immunity, but this is a way of basically enforcing the immunity. If you stayed within the confines of the law, you have immunity from prosecution. So why are they prosecuting you? Again, now going back to the 4219. Uh, the other thing is, I wanted to mention this real quick. Um why is it you don't have protection? Where are the men? I mean, you know, men, you know, real men that would go, hey, uh, you know, let's take shifts and make sure you're protected. When you're walking across the street, if we have to, you know, I've had, you know, I've had cars come at me. I jump in the air and go, hey, I'm coming right through your windshield. Okay. I'm taking you out. You taking me, I'm taking you out with me. Okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, so I'm looking for that. I call it Minutemen. We, the people, need to reinstitute Minutemen. Look it up. Um, one other thing. Selection code I'm supposed to write. Re, re, yes. Uh, 
uh, Unido number. Ah, yes, I think Zach already mentioned it. Uh, I, I came up with this thing. You just punch a hole through it. And a unique number um, on the ballots, and you have three copies. One goes to the state, the other goes to Fed, and the other one goes in your back pocket. You still can have anonymity because it has that unique number, just like any receipt. When you get a ticket, you get three copies, you know, the paint, the per, you know, blah, blah, blah. All we have to do is do the same thing that businesses does. That's all we have to do, simple. You can't get that number without proper identification. The other thing is, is that what I had set up is that when that vote comes up, you can approve it electronically, and then it laser puts in there, if you voted, for instance, for Trump, and your vote is number 2,664,333, it's now laser imprinted on all three copies. So they now can relate the actual ballot, even though it doesn't have your name on it, but it has that unique identification number, but it also has the actual number of the vote that it was for that, for that party. And the other thing I wanted to mention was uh, real quick. Uh, what was it? What was it? Um, uh, um, oh, why don't we, the people, a number of us who don't worry about, remaining anonymous i'll put it together an affidavit that says i swear blah 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 blah, on such and such a date i voted for so and so sign it and now we can have a third party count it now they're affidavits so they're acceptable as evidence in court if we get even a third i mean well two-thirds of the people that are willing to do that i believe we have enough people at least for for the the 20 to the uh, 20 election to say oh whoops we got a problem here and, wow, that's a great idea. That's yeah. a great idea. Because I, I don't care. I'll say who I voted for. I'll affidavit. Yeah. It's a matter of fact. And once you do that, they're screwed. And by the way, Bill Barr would not be able to go, well, I don't see enough evidence to overturn an election. Well, if you don't look, you dummy, I, you're not. See I it. think that's a great idea. I think yeah. that could be a great movement. Yeah. Absolutely. Good stuff. Well, Colin, Tina, I'll put you guys in touch. Uh, I've got your uh, your information, Colin, and I'll pass it over to Tina as soon as the show's over. Thank you, All right, brother. God bless. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for your knowledge. Appreciate that. He is a wealth of information, and specifically when it comes to legal matters. I need to say, before we take these last two callers, happy birthday to Erica Freedom. She is out there in the chat, and it's her birthday. I don't know what your bir- what which birthday it might be, and I'm not going to ask you to uh, dox yourself in the chat, but happy birthday to you, and I'm glad that you were here to spend it with us uh, on such an auspicious night. So, uh, caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? Uh, yeah, this is Just Duckies. Hey, Just Duckies. Good to hear from you, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing swell. Um, unfortunately, I didn't actually get to uh, hear the beginning of the episode. Um, I actually, like, just got off of work. Okay. So I caught, you know, BJ Vector. Um, but yeah, I, this first time calling and I, this is one of the cooler things that I wanted to be a part of and just kind of give my input and just kind of show appreciation to you guys for doing, doing what you guys do. Well, I appreciate you, uh, recognizing that, you know, I mean, uh, like I've said, and like Tina said, I mean, it's the most important fight that we could ever take part in. You know, I mean, like I, I've said this before, my dad served, my grandfather served and I had a kid real young, so I could never join up. And, uh, I feel like I've been able to take part in something that's just as meaningful. And, uh, I'm honored to be standing here alongside every single person that's out there in the chat tonight. 
and Tina, of yeah. course. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's like, it's one of those things cause I I'm diabetic. So, you know, I've never had a reason to fight. I've never really like, I I've just recently more woken up to a lot of the stuff and granted there's a lot of stuff that's come out nowadays mm-hmm. that makes it a lot more, you know, prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's finding different ways to fight and just being a part of you know everything and it's when when it's more information warfare nowadays it gives people different ways to to be a part of it and and take action yeah yeah everybody has everybody has something they can do there's a reason that you're born uh within this time period right now and you know i always say there's something that you can do every single person you know, whether it's writing letters to the editor of the newspaper, uh, you know, in defense of what's going on uh, or to call out what is going on or um, posting on your social media account, um, you know, channel or sending out emails or inviting people to your home, uh, educating people, getting educated yourself. Um, you know, there's always something you can do. But Right now, we need to it, 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 we need to sound the alarm. You know, here's something that I was thinking and uh, talking with some other, um, you know, America first um, patriots about is if they cut off. Let's just do some scenarios, some what ifs. What if there's an EMP? How are you gonna How are you gonna get hold of your friends and your family? What if there's What if you're like me? What if the FBI comes to your door and takes all of your your uh, electronics and and everything? Do you have everything written down in a tablet somewhere safe? Do you have other things that uh, duplicates of your your papers, your your uh, electronics with someone very trusted? You know, do you have cash set aside in another location? I mean, these are things that everybody needs to think about because, you know, I never expected on November 16th for the FBI to knock on my door. I never expected them to go to a friend of mine's house and bust open her door while she was homeschooling her children, you know, um, or, you know, other examples that I can give. So you need to... you know, every American needs to prepare themselves. What would I do if I did that? Do I have all my things in a, in a place that they're secure um, or duplicates of? You know, we need to get back to writing down with pen and paper in case our phones, our, our computers are confiscated so we can or extras of those things. So, you know, there's there's things that you can do right now. Uh, to get into that mindset, the mindset of what ifs, you know, what if the unthinkable happens um, and, yeah, yeah. Doing that. and then get that out to other people. You know, our world is changing and there's, there's people that don't like you very much that want to take your freedoms. And so, you know, yeah. <clears throat> And you know, yeah, yeah, uh, if if I'm, I'm if I may, real quick, just duckies, because this is to to dovetail on what Tina mentioned. There, there is another sponsor yeah. of the program that I actually haven't mentioned yet. EMP Shield. You can go to empshield.com forward slash rp seventy eight and use code rp seventy eight to get fifty dollars off. It literally, it's a it's a device that will shield your home electronics, your entire home. 
if there is an EMP attack, and it will make sure that all of your stuff continues to work. You know, if like, you know, there there was some attack from China or if there was a solar flare that would take out the electrical grid, your stuff would continue right. to work. And so and that's really all I wanted to say, because I've been I, I've been meaning to say something about them. But go ahead. That's a no, great I, idea. Yeah, that's no, a that, that definitely sounds. Yeah, that sounds great. I, I know there's it's. It's really complicated because being somebody who's, you know, part of somebody who's not important, you know, uh, you know not saying any sort of significance taken you away from important. us. Yeah, don't ever well, think right. that you're not important because our importance well, is in our numbers, you know? Absolutely. And and that's like, that's one of the things because I'm not, I'm not somebody who's speaking out like you guys. Like, you know, Tina, you, you know, you are doing magnificent work and you're 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 doing something and i i don't remember if it was i think i was listening to jordan sather's podcast and they were talking about um the people who are quiet you know they they somebody who just kind of sits there and you don't think twice about them it actually might have been your show rp I, i'm not sure um but th it's the 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 people who just kind of blend into the background who won't speak out, who won't, you know, do anything. Those are the people that, you know, the, the cabal want in charge because mm -hmm. they're the bland. They won't take control. They're just going to do as they're, they're told, you know, that whole sort of thing. The and spineless it, bureaucrats. It just, mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's, you know, Tina, you're, you're speaking out you're bringing to light a lot of the corruption, you know, between, you know, selection code and, and you're just, you're finding ways. And again, like you guys said, we're definitely the people who need to continue to be outspoken and we need to rise, rise up to the occasion. That's why we're trying to support you guys, you know, and it's just any, any way that I can support you guys, I try to. Um, but it's, it's just one of those things where we, we're all in this together, mm -hmm. you know, right. That's right. you know, I, I was, I was, um, in one of my conversations on one of the podcasts I was on and, um, somebody said this, they said, you know, cause, cause I look at what's happening to us at, at similar to Nazi, uh, Germany and the Jews, you know, the people that are compliant, the people that don't stand up. Uh, now, um, it, it, you know, there's the danger of them, uh, of, of people being led away in all this, whether it's to, you know, COVID camps or, you know, we don't know what evil they're, they're, um, uh, they're planning for those that don't comply. But one of the things that they told me and that was really disturbing to me is that, because I was talking about the, the Lutheran pastor that, uh, that was, that did not like the Jews and um, he was preaching. He, he eventually was 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 um, um, he understood what was going on. But he said, because I wasn't a socialist when they came for the socialist, because I wasn't a socialist, I did not speak out when they came for the transunionists. I wasn't a transunionist, so I did not speak out when they mm -hmm. came for the Jews. I was not a Jew, so I did not speak out. 
And when they came for me, there was no one to speak for me. And he, he suffered great um, peril. And I, I believe he was, he, he was a Lutheran pastor. I believe he was murdered, but by, um, by Hitler. But the point of that is, is we can't wait till it gets to that point. And somebody was saying today, you know, when the, uh, when, when the people were on the, on the train, the Jewish people were on the train and they were being transported to the, the, the concentration camps. They would be screaming and crying and screaming out in the, in the railroad call, uh, cars. And he said that the churches would just sing, say, sing louder. And, you know, we have to understand that um, this could happen just like what happened with me with the FBI raiding my home, you know, uh, this could happen to any American. Look what's happened to January Sixers. Look, you know, people that weren't even on the ground, uh, the grounds on that day are being persecuted for their, oh, yeah. for their <clears throat> So we've got to all stand up. And, and something that you can do, you may not be one that can that can speak out or have a show like uh, like Zach or uh, or or be in a situation like me that where I discovered or, or you know at that point what happened but you can do something so what i would encourage you to do is to find the things that you can do whether it's you know sharing the information whether it's talking to your neighbors you know whatever it is that god gives you to do and do it well you know what whatever you do do it well and you're not any less um than me or or anybody else you're just different in the in the the role that you'll play in these events during this time. Okay. So I want you to know how valuable you are and everybody on this call. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it, it means a lot. And, you know, I hear, I hear you guys, you know, supporting us in that sort of, you know, aspect. And, and I really, really appreciate it. And it means, it means a lot, you know, cause like even, you know, cause I, I'm, I'm trying my best to do something that I can do. And like, I'm trying to be involved in like poll watching. So, you know, that's something that, especially listening to a lot of this stuff, you know, that's something that I'm trying to, to get involved in. Um, I, I'm trying to, and, and it's more of like kind of a, a side thing I'm trying to do. Just like, I'm trying to compile a lot of the information I come across with like the vaccination and well, quote unquote vaccination. And I'm trying to kind of like compile a lot of the stuff because you get kind of the same thing that's put out from like 10, 20 different people and it's put out at different times. So, you know, I'm trying to just kind of like compile it all together and kind of give like a kind of like a PowerPoint more so or more, you know, of a sort of thing. So like I'm trying to, you know, get information on like, Dr. Robert Malone and like, you know, all, all of them and just say, Hey, you know, these are the people who are speaking out. This is what their, this is what their background is. This is what their, their, you know, everything about them and say, this is what they're saying. This is their information. And, and you know, it's like trying to let them speak for themselves to people who don't hear what they're saying, you know? Um, but, and, and I'm sorry, I know you, you're definitely way over. So I'll, I'll kind of go back to what I, what I called about. Um, so uh, again, cause I called in, I called in late. I tuned in late. Um, 
I was curious uh, about the uh, the lawsuits on Dominion. Um, do is that in Colorado? Because I, I thought there um, were a couple states that like just I, came out and started like announced that they were going to so, have some lawsuit against Dominion. So there's the the case in Fulton County, Pennsylvania, uh, the class okay. action lawsuit that was uh, Gary Fielder and uh, Ernie. I'm sorry. Uh, I forgot Ernie's last name. It's in my phone here. Ernie Walker, Walker. Ernie Walker and Gary Fielder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they they had uh, the class action lawsuit, and I believe that they were taking it to the Supreme Court because they had kind of been dismissed uh, on a number of occasions. I haven't caught up with them in some time. Uh, I met with their um, uh, their their paralegal, their personal assistant uh, at the moment of Truth Summit. We got a chance to meet in person, but uh, I didn't get a chance to ask him what was going on with that or if anything else had happened. And I know that they have been helping out on a number of other cases uh, because, you know, they're lawyers and they've got a lot going on. But um, I don't know of any other specific case against Dominion in any other locations. Tina, do you, do you know of any other cases? I don't. I know that Eric Coomer is suing Mike Lindell. Yes. And Eric and Coomer Joe is the Oldman one that... And- <laughs> yes, yes. And so I got a subpoena. I'm supposed to be, uh, they're supposed to be taking my deposition on November 7th. Oh, wow. Uh, and, you know, so... And if you think about it, Eric Coomer is the one that has the patents on and was um, braggadocious in Mm -hmm. saying that there was no way that Trump was going to get elected, that he would make, you know, expletive sure of that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, those kind of things are going on. And, um, you know, I say, bring them on. Let's, 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 you know, talk about what's, what let's talk about dominion let's talk about why don't you want the people to know what's inside those machines mm-hmm. you know um they're fulfilling a, they're fulfilling a function of the government and the right. government is supposed to be provided oversight by the people that right. they are supposed to be doing these things for so i don't care that dominion is a, a private company i don't care that they have code that they don't want people to see it's all the more reason for we the people to have the ability to look under that hood and take a, a, a gander at what it is that uh, that they've got going on. I say we need so to why get- Why is it secret? Why yes. is it secret? Should I mean, not it's be. not like somebody's going to go in there and start another, uh, uh, you know, uh, electronic voting machine company. Yeah, you know, they yeah. Control that's a tight it. market. All of, yeah, I mean, it's not like any of the other voting machine companies are doing anything different than they are. They're mm-hmm. all involved in the fraud. You know, yeah. they're all involved. ES&S, Hart, I mean, all of them. So it's just a way to keep what they're doing, the nefarious acts they're doing secret from the people. And that was that was when Jenna Griswold sued me is when I said, I said that we need to make these machines more transparent to the to the people. And she wanted me to recant, repudiate um, and, and basically just renounce what I said on Facebook Live and other places about about Dominion and that I would agree to use Dominion. And I had to sign this, this multi-page document. And when I didn't, she took it to the judge and said, see, she's going to break the law again. So the ju- that's when the judge kicked me out of my office unlawfully. Um, so we're, you know, these, it's not, it, you have to think higher than who, who is running Dominion. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is a company, I mean, uh, there, you know, that we've seen the, the effects of Venezuela. We've seen the effects of, 
of the Philippines. We've seen the, you know, globally, there's mm-hmm. about 50 countries that have lost their sovereignty uh, because of what's going on uh, with these, um, these electronic voting machines. So why do we need them? We don't need them. No. We can do this. We can do this by hand. You know, it's, it, it took us three days in Mesa County to hand count the, the, the votes. That would so. have saved $20,000 right there if it wasn't necessary to maintain Dominion employees. Oh, $100,000. $100, $100, no, listen, 100000 So, So I was negotiating a, uh, I was no, negotiating to go to another vendor before they take me out of the office and I already had it you know, set to get done mm-hmm. and had talked with the commissioners. It was a done deal uh, right before all this broke in August of 2021, uh, 2021. And, um, you know, we would have owned the equipment instead of leasing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would save so much money. And, uh, and the commissioners, John, John Polis, who is the, the uh, president of Dominion, went in there and convinced the commissioners in our in Mesa County, in little old Mesa County, to sign another extension of the contract until 2029. We had we had citizens go to that city council meeting, and I, I'm sorry, not city council commissioners meeting, county commissioners meeting, with only three minutes each allowed to speak. Mm-hmm. They lined up for three and a half hours, all of them begging. The commissioners not to sign the contract at the end they 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 didn't listen to the people and they signed the contract until 2029 beholden to dominion that's insanity oh man that's that's just one of the things that it's just it's so telling because you know it's we can sit here and i i know i've listened to countless people talk about different ways that we can make this cheaper for the united states make it a lot more secure, make it a lot more, you know, reasonable. And and you have people who are just raising their hands left and right, who are saying, yeah, you know, I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll designate my time to try to make this, you know, more secure, you know, any, anything to try to, to make it better for the United so States, make sure that yes. everything counts. And, and they're council just, meetings? Go, go to your mm-hmm. city council meetings and and uh, tell your commissioners because they're the ones that do the the budget for the clerk's office. Tell them you you don't want them to pay for these machines anymore. You know, those are those are practical things that the citizens can do. Yeah, simple, simple. Listen, hey, just duckies. Yeah. We've got to take our final yeah. caller, buddy. Absolutely. Sorry to take up so much time, and and I I appreciate talking to you guys. I appreciate all that you guys are doing. And I just, I hope that you guys know I'm praying for you. So thanks brother. Appreciate you. God yeah, bless. Take care, guys. See ya. Thank yep. you. All right. Final caller of the <laughs> evening. Looks like uh, someone from Michigan. So very familiar with the election fraud there as well. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Hey, what's happening, Zach? What's happening, Tina? You both rock. Thank you so much. Who, who are we speaking with? This is Casey from Detroit. Casey, good to hear from you, buddy. So what's your question for Tina? Thank you for your patience and hanging on, too. Absolutely. You guys are worth the wait, and I'm glad you saved the best for last, being me. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. So go ahead. Uh, I got a question, but I also want to leave your audience and everybody out there watching or wants to wake up 
with some hopium at the very end. Um, yeah. Tina, as you know, the Democrats, they're, they're beating conservatives up with lawfare. And whether it's, you know, General Flynn, uh, the January Sixers, nobody can compete with the government and all the resources, all the, they will literally sue you into compliance. I mean, General Flynn spent, what, $11 million to basically say he was guilty or put in a plea. And it's like, there's no super PAC. And I know you talk with Mike Lindell or just, you know, any of the big wigs, the, the Adelsons, anybody out there that has enough money to start a PAC for political persecutions. The, de- the Democrats are using the legal system to basically silence any type of uh, fair justice in the system. Uh, and I think it all emanated really when you saw Jesse Smollett create a political hate crime and then not get any, you know, uh, real deterrence from it happening again. And if there's no deterrence, they're going to keep doing it. It's like I always say. If you can can enact a federal law of immigration, but nobody wants to, you know, uphold it with sanctuary cities. How could you have any federal law that's going to be, you know, enforced? It'll be ignored, selectively mm-hmm. ignored until you have lawsuits. So we've really got to start a political pact where, like the January 6th prisoners, every one of them should have the best lawyers and they should have all been bailed out. You know, yeah. the fact that they're being tortured is a crime. Absolutely. Yeah, they're they're being denied their due process. You know, what's uh, I was really upset to hear from uh, one of the guests on the panel uh, about a week or two ago when we did the January 6th panel, um, that uh, most of these guys have been forced to sign away their right to a speedy trial, like under the yeah. under the threat of getting a worse punishment if they don't agree to that because the government apparently needs that much time so that they can develop the the worst case against them as possible. But really, I mean, I think as we found out, it's all about the suppression of the evidence that would exonerate them because the government has, you know, something like 15,000 hours worth of footage that they're just not producing. They're using selective clips that they have edited together, which make it appear as if everybody there was engaging in some type of violent, uh, uh, you know, horrible activity. But when you take a look at it in its entirety and, you know, let's be honest, who has that much time to go through it? I mean, that's why it's so important that people are putting in their time and and looking through it. But, um, you know, it's the only way that we're going to get these guys out. And any of their lawyers are being harassed to the point. And it all happened, like I said, after Jesse Smollett. And when you saw, you know, any of the Covington kids, Mm -hmm. that was a lawsuit. And that brought Lynn Wood, obviously, to to forfeit, you know, to the forefront, but that was against the media. Okay. The media paid the repercussions and there's no private law firms like Cooey Perkins that, you know, are really feeling it, even though they had Sussman and their FBI, the Democrats had an FBI office. All right. Which will be exposed. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of great reveals and I got to leave you guys with the hopium that we are winning. It may look so dark out there. You know, it, it, what it, the key was the, tr- the raid on Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago. Now, you guys have seen the 
FBI photo with the, the stage papers and the banker's box of material? Uh, yes, yes, I have. <laughs> have you seen the square, uh, the builder's square? They use that for measurement, just like forensics, the police officers, you know, they use it for square, for, for size, okay? Yes. The key here, and this is the sign that we are winning, everybody's saying it's a military operation, you know, the queue, the whole nine yards. I'm going to leave you with this. Look at that photo. That square, that builder square has 22 black squares, 11 on each side. They conveniently had a document covering five black squares. Okay. Count up the black squares. It comes up to 17. All right. I'll check it out for sure. All right, brother. That, that proves you're winning. There are no yeah. coincidences. I think I think you're 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 right. At the end of the day, I mean, it, it, and it has a lot to do with the numbers that we have, the number of people who have woken up, who've decided to take action. I think it's a foregone conclusion. I mean, we're going to beat them. It's just that it, we we didn't get to be in this position overnight. It took years. It took decades for them to successfully infiltrate every level of our government, you know, state, federal, local, all the way across the board. And in order for us to take that back from them, return that power to we, the people, it's a process. And uh, uh, unfortunately, it's and there uh, has it's, to be retribution, Zach. For oh, there has to be the good yeah. people that have been prosecuted and persecuted like Tina and anybody else. Mm-hmm. And. Please, anybody listening or watching, don't fall for the false flags. Mm -hmm. We do not need to have any violence because basically we win mentally and spiritually. So let's not let violence beget violence. All right. Stay in our lane and hopefully at some point legally, because we got to create a new legal system that represents both sides. And I see a lot of that in the Alex Jones trial, which. You should probably cover just on a legal aspect, anyhow. I'll that's uh, a kangaroo court in the January 6th trial. It's true. It's true. And just remember the foundation of all this corruption is the elections or mm-hmm. the selections. You know, we would Absolutely. not be in this position if there weren't so many people selected, fraudulently elected. And um, we we have to go after this beast and we have to go right for the belly of it and cut it open because until our elections are secure, we're going to continue to have people in office that were not chosen by the people and are, and are not working for the people. And um, this is our sacred right. So stay and elections are rigged. Elections are rigged just like in 2016. The key, it was two words, defensive briefings. Trump was never offered defensive briefings, all right? And that was the clue that, you know, the fix was in. They just didn't fix it enough, so Hillary won. And the the electorate, unfortunately, Tina, you know, they're either ignorant or they're apathetic. And we got to wake a lot of people up because the key in the 2020 election was adjudication rates. And that's the whole key behind all the fraud, the, the counting. Adjudication rates were sky high. Mm-hmm. And they were sky high in Georgia after all you had was four people on the ballot. How, how could people four weeks later 
have that much adjudication. You can't have that many errors on a ballot. No, it's against the, the law. Right? <laughs> the machines. Absolutely. Let's, yeah. let's, that's why they're coming after me. That's why they want to, they're convening a federal, uh, now, they've already had the state grand jury. Now they're convening a federal grand jury they, because the machines, they, they, they hold them dear uh, to this process of overtaking our government. And we have to get involved. This is the foundation of how they are taking over our country. And, yeah. and, if, and we can, if we can go after this and we can get rid of these machines, then we can actually have valid elections where people are in there who, who love our country. And so and you know, focus on and the machines. Go back and, and persecute and prosecute all the people that were yeah. in it and military well, we trials. Get that, because... We got to get this part. We got to get yeah. this part done first, though. Yeah, right? yeah. absolutely. We got to get the people in power, the the righteous people in power, so we can prosecute the unrighteous. Yeah. Okay. And we got to right. get the right people to count the votes and not let them tell us that math is racist. It's true. It's true. All right, Casey. I really appreciate your call, buddy. It was great to hear from you. Take a look at that photo, brother. I will. Right after we get off. Uh, I'll check it out. Thanks again, brother. God bless. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. You too. We'll see you. And uh, Tina, before I go through the final thank yous, uh, Gateway Pundit broke today that a county in Wisconsin has taken away control from Dominion Voting Systems. They have approved a hand recount of the governor, lieutenant governor, and U.S. Senate race for the November election. So we're going to see what that yeah. will uh, produce there. And I think that that could certainly be something that produces a precedent uh, for across the nation. Uh, over on the foxhole, Last Right said, so can we donate at tinapeters.com? Out of state isn't going to be a problem. Can people donate at tinapetersforcolorado.com or tinapetersfor.com? tinapetersforcolorado.com. Uh, according to our... Uh, you can only do $1,250, $1,250 per person or $2,500 per couple. It doesn't matter if it's out of state, but that's okay. what our rules are in Colorado. And we're still working on the recount so we can actually use the campaign funds for that. We have attorneys to pay and that sort of thing. And I'm not I'm not getting any of that. That's all goes towards what's what's going on. And I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Okay, excellent. Uh, Thank you to Average Joe Patriot. It says, two great patriots. Thank you, Tina and RP78. Thank you to Lynn's over it, uh, Porpoiseful, Elizabeth G, Lynn again, Average Joe once more and twice more, Laura Dora. Average Joe says, cookie fight. Uh, Then there's one more cookie from him. Sean Joe, NXT, Average Joe. Average Joe says, local action is national impact. Lynn's over it. Thank you for the shades. Uh, Average Joe again says, stay in the love, stay in the light, stay in the fight. Uh, Laura Dora, thank you. Thank you to Lynn's over it. One more. Uh, Last Rights says, we are the majority. We need to be angry and outspoken. Keep fighting and never back down. Uh, Joe once more says, uh, no one is above another. Lynn's over it. Thank you. Gambera, thank you for the shades. Thank you, Lynn, for the shades as well. And Average Joe dropped the link to that Wisconsin article on the Gateway Pundit. And then Just Duckies says, good to know. I saw a couple of pla- I saw a couple of places. Thank you guys again and appreciate it greatly. Uh, so I think that that's all we have. I'll go ahead and check here on uh, the Cash App and on uh, Buy Me a Coffee as well. But Tina, at the end of the show, I always like to ask my guests, what would you really like the audience to take away from our conversation tonight? Everybody needs to do something. 
There's a reason that you're born during this time. If we were all meant to just get saved and go home to be with the Lord and be like cows eating grass, we are here for a purpose. We are here to do something. So do something, do something meaningful. And here's the thing I, you know, for me, I want to hear at the end of this life, well done, good and faithful servant. So use your talent, your treasure, your time, whatever it is. Some people give their finance finances. Some people give their time. Some people give their talent. Whatever it is that God's blessed you with, do it and do it now. There's an urgency uh, to get this done. And I'm so grateful, so grateful to all of you that are standing up with us uh, in the fight for this. And support, support Zach here at uh, Red, Red Pill 78 and all the sponsors of this of this show and others, uh, especially our, our patriot friend, Mike Lindell. Thank Absolutely. you so much. God bless you all. God bless you, Tina. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for doing the overtime. I really appreciate that. Mermaid Q on uh, Buy Me a Coffee said from the Guardian Angel Network on Telegram. So thank you, Mermaid Q, to you and your team for all the work that you've done to help me clean up the Telegram channel, get rid of all those bots and all the great work that you're doing out there and everybody else's channel as well. Thank you to everyone here tonight and most especially thank you, Tina, for not backing down, for having the bravery to continue uh, and for everything that you're doing for America. And uh, I will be gone tomorrow, guys, because it's Sunday. I got the day off, but I'll be back on Monday. So until that time, good luck and God bless. Mm -hmm.